got a fever. And the only prescription is more... This yo, yo. is the Cigar Authority. It's the biggest helicopter leasing event in the Western Hemisphere since 1997. The Authority. Like Kobayashi. On everything cigar. The cigar takes time. In. That's the whole key. And out of the cigar industry. It's in the hole. With your host. Hey, D-Man. David Garofalo. Who are you, Julius Caesar? Who the hell is Julius Caesar? You know I don't follow the NBA. Mr. Jonathan. I know who I am. I'm a dude. Barry Stump. And Chuck Morrison. 60% of the time, it works every time. It's time to light them up. Screw it, let's let them do it. It's time. That's a win win for me. For the Cigar Authority. I gotta have more. Ah! It's in the hole. Light them up, light them up, light them up, everybody. February 27, 2016, broadcasting live from the LaFleur Dominicana Cigar Studios. And today, it's National Cigar Smoking Day, so we thought, just for kicks... Just for kicks. ...we'll light up a cigar and prepare for the Habanos Festival in Cuba and TAA in Mexico, both which I will be at next week. Welcome, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. You know what that means. It's going to be the Mr. Trouble. Jonathan Show yeah. next Trouble. week. Trouble. Uh, hello. Hello. I'm going to be there, too. Yeah, you're here now. It's the David Garofalo Show. All right. It's going to be the Mr. Jonathan Show. I think so. You're listening to the David Garofalo Show, also known as the Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world. That is always broadcast on location, and we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist. We demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live. Or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean where you can set it and forget it. So that's the way to go, right? People are saying, how do I get the show? And go on to, if you have an iPhone, you go on to iTunes, you set it, and, and it automatically it. Happens. Boom, it happens. What if time. you go on other things? What if you have the uh, Samsung or something? Then you use Podbean. Can you set it and forget it? Set it and forget, forget it. it. On both. On that's both. why I say... At the right. top of the hour, you can set it and forget it. Okay. You know what you do on YouTube? Can you set it and forget it? Set it and forget it. On YouTube? On YouTube. And what does it automatically go to your you mailbox? You subscribe, and it alerts you that your show person that you subscribe to has just posted a video. And does it download it automatically, you or you got to set it to You don't the... download YouTube videos on your phone. Right. You just watch them. All right. Is your notification new, vi- new video are available? Are you even alive right now? Are you in 2016? Do you understand how YouTube I works? Do, I do the iTunes thing because <laughs> I don't want to look at myself. I don't even want to hear myself, to be honest with you. But if, if I take the headphones off, then I can't hear you guys. So uh, I have never listened to a show since I've been on it. Really? What? I hate hearing my voice. Yes, but you do to see what you're doing wrong. I do listen say, from time to time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, I'm, if, if I'm doing something <laughs> wrong, I'm sure you're going to be the first person to let me know I screwed up. I would. <laughs> But I did listen after somebody said, I said, yeah, 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 all the time. And I listened to a show, and I'm like, oh, my God, I oh, hate it. Oh, it's glaring. Isn't it, it is. It's glaring. I've yeah. been saying it less because I catch myself. Sometimes I only get to two yards. I, I don't know if you phone. say it less. <laughs> I do. I don't know if you do. I just listened to you on the phone. You were talking to our, both of our friends there, Steve Castro. Yeah. And uh, you yeah, 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 him about eight times just oh, while really? I was sitting in the office. Wow. How do you stop that? I have no idea. Didn't know I did it. Anyway, um, last week we uh, did the pipe thing. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, 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 we did. So um, <laughs> this is National Cigar Smoking Day. Not international. That was International Pipe Smoking Day. This is national because we know that 62% of every cigar sold in the world is sold in the United States. So 
it's it's international anyway. It's yeah, almost all of us. It. Almost everybody's doing it anyway. But it's t- today's the day to light up. Today's the day if you want to chain smoke. It's chain smoking cigar day, as far as I'm concerned. I'm one in so far, and I, I think I can get through at least a half a dozen by the end of the day. Oh yeah, that, you can do that, that by that, lunch. That's the goal. So no, we can't. By lunch, we can only have three because we're going to smoke two now. And I did one. You did one earlier. Well, we do a late lunch. So ah, late lunch. Yeah, five o'clock. Okay, so this is uh, Four Kicks by Crown, Crown Heads. Tell us about this, Barry. All right. It was toward the end of 2010 when Mike Condor and John Huber were in the midst of uncertainty, transition, and change. CAO International had been sold from the Ozenjig family to Scandinavian Tobacco and about to merge with Swedish Match, a.k.a. General Cigar. In John Huber's words, who had been with CAO for 15 years, the very foundation that CAO, which had been built upon people, relationships, integrity, and loyalty, were being stripped away. Mike Condor was the VP of sales for General Cigars, and apparently he felt the same because a partnership was formed. Angry and rebellious, these were feelings that inspired John Huber to join with Mike Condor to create Crown Heads. Four Kicks, whose name comes from a song by the band Kings of Leon, was the first brand of now many brands for Crown Heads. According to John Huber, Four Kicks is about sticking to your guns and remaining loyal to those whom you love and the hometown that brought you to the dance. The dance. Four Kicks. Four Kicks. So sticking to your guns. I remember it came out. Jonathan, you remember when this came out. Yeah. We made the purchase un tasted because I knew these guys and they said they're coming out with it uh, small startup we give it a try we're handing it out to a handful of retailers to start off if you're interested and I said sure uh, we'll take it on and here's our order and when can we expect it and he says what I would like you to do is actually do a video on the cigar and how you like it hmm. and I said Really? That's what you want me to do? When's the order coming? Well, we don't know when he comes, but can you put the video together? So it was October, and we had an ice storm. You remember the big ice storm that we had oh, here yeah. in New Hampshire years back? Oh, yeah. So everybody lost electricity. Are you going back into, like, the 90s? Nope. It was no, 2010. Okay. 2010, yeah. And um, big ice storm. It because leaves were still on the tree in the ice form, the trees went down and electricity went out everywhere. In order for me to get to work that day, I had to bring my chainsaw. I chainsawed my way to work, to only to find out we were closed. But because you didn't work here, correct? Because we were open. <laughs> yes, I came to I came to your work and smoked cigars. Yes. So um, I had no electricity at home. Uh, and actually, my wife and daughter were traveling somewhere, and I'm home by myself, and I did a uh, fire in the, in the fireplace uh, to stay warm. It was freezing out, and I got up, and because we live in New Hampshire and we have well water, there's no water, oh. there's no electricity, there's no nothing. I'm like, oh, my God, I need a shave. I, my hair's a, a mess. There's no water at all. I put a baseball cap on, put my clothes on. I come to work and uh, bring my toothbrush with me and... Uh, take care of the best I can, but the hair is out of control, I look terrible, and the place is packed because everybody had lost electricity. Everybody went to our yeah, store. Yeah, everyone was coming here to charge their phones, use the right. outlets, charge the phones, yeah. smoke a cigar. So the place was packed. I come upstairs, and uh, we have electricity, we have everything, and uh, uh, remembering that he said to make this video, 
the day before or whatever. And I had a little idea of uh, <coughs> John Huber's this tattooed guy and uh, baseball caps sideways, upside down or whatever. And uh, this is this whole idea of this four kicks thing. So I create a video and I put it in black and white and I buy one of those sleeve tattoos. Those th- and I make this black and white video and I try this chroma key thing for the first time ever. Chroma key, uh, which I could, um, you know, shrink something down and put it in there. So there's two things going on at the same time. But there's nobody here to do this with me. So I put it on a tripod and I become the second person. Do you ever see the video? I have. Yeah. So it's on YouTube. How, how does somebody end up seeing that? Four kicks? Yeah, you search David Garofalo four kicks, and you'll be able to pull that okay, out. Okay, David Garofalo four kicks cigars, and you'll see a YouTube video. Pretty interesting. It's awesome. Uh, it's a couple of minutes long, and little, little Dave comes walking in and whatever. So I put it out. But in the video, if you listen to the video, it says I was asked to do this video on it of a cigar I never smoked in my life. So I don't know if it's any good. I'm supposed to tell you the cigar's good, but to be honest with you, I never tried the cigar. And uh, it turns out the cigar's good. Uh, Ernesto Carrillo, E.P. Carrillo, first uh, private label brand that he makes under his name of E.P. Carrillo. He had made one years ago through LaGoya Cubana for somebody else, which was actually Dave Topper, Chris Topper's mm. brother. He made a um, brand for him. Do you remember what that was called? No, Barry, no? I do not recall that at the all. The plastic box. It was, a, it was a horse, and it was a uh, purple-colored band. No, you don't even remember it. No. So, Purple-headed it, warrior? Yeah, it was one and done anyway. It's one, sure. one of those uh, one-hit wonders. But um, anyway, this is Four Kicks. This is the first cigar, so let's light it up. Uh, this is their first of, as you said, Barry, many, because they've come out with lots of things. But this continues. Uh, four Kicks, let's give it a cut and light. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand, while all other cigar brands were raising prices, Perdomo cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered them. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. And another excellent thing Perdomo has done is this year lots of brands have gone up in price. Mm-hmm. If you haven't seen it yet at your local brick and mortar, let me tell you, it's all they're rolling in, they're still coming in. And the one brand that not only didn't raise their price but lowered their price is in, and lower their their uh, phone is um, no it's, it's Barry with his phone on. <laughs> My alarm went off at twelve ten. Go figure. There we go. Um, is um, Perdomo? They uh, didn't raise their price again. They're holding the line, holding the line. So a good value brand. Uh, Barry, as far as value goes on four kicks, what kind of value is this? This is uh, it ranges from seven to eight fifty depending on the size. It features a Ecuadorian Habano wrapper over Nicaraguan binder and filler. Hmm. And is it possible that the brand that you were talking before was called Heart of Darkness? No. Okay. No. It's a nice try, though. Nice try. So we're going to light our cigar up. Mm. I'm tasting floral notes. You want to know what floral notes are? This is part of the care package, right? So we got 500 people out here smoking it. Correct. Before you light the cigar, cut it and taste it. And when people say there's floral notes, doesn't it taste like flowers smell? I got clove. I got cedar. So we're all over the place. <laughs> no, this is floral notes. Maybe thing. a cedar-aged pansy. Pansy. That could just be the taste of the inside of my mouth. Yeah. No, I got you. I got you in floral. Yeah, this is what I get a floral. Very much so. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when I, I hear floral, well. this is what I have. Two of them. Yep. I concur. Okay. Uh, so. Mostly cedar. So. All right, so we're going to light up with the quad jet. 
Vertigo Stinger. Stinger. Why Stinger? Because it's got this little stinger that pokes out at the ah, bottom. Ah, the little bullet cutter that's on an ejector. Spring-loaded bullet cutter. When you're done cutting your cigar, you flip it back, and it pops the cap right out. Boom. Nice. You're ready to rock and roll, baby. Plastic body. It's a plastic body. One of the few. It. One of the few that is not a full metal jacket. Yeah. I'll tell you this: an easy adjustment on the bottom. Four jets, and uh, it does have the patented big ass tank. Stinger. The Vertigo Stinger. So what twelve ninety nine. Twelve ninety nine. It's crazy. It's crazy. Anybody else is you're looking at thirty nine anyway? Yeah. Twelve ninety nine. So I'm light. I've been lighting my cigar the new way. This I've, one, this might one make may make its way to Cuba. Mm. Yeah. And when I come back, I'll tell you Vertigo made it to Cuba. I'll tell you the story of that uh, when I come back from Cuba. You also have to take a Roberto Duran with you. you I am smuggle that into I Cuba. I am. I am. <laughs> Remind me at the end of the show to put that in the bag. The go bag. The we question were, is: Does does the comeback bag? Will there be a bag coming back? That's the question. It is the question. Smoky, like very, very smoky cinnamon. Maybe I, because I have Latakia on the mind, because that's what Frank was smoking yeah, earlier. put that pipe down. This is, interna- the, this is National Cigar Smoking Day. This is... National Chain Cigar Smoking Day. We've got to be chain smoking today. If you made your cinnamon, if you smoked it the way they smoke the tobacco to make Latakia... That's what I'm getting. A smoky, smoky cinnamon. I'm not even getting cinnamon yet. Yeah. I don't even get it. Good. Yeah, you, I like being the only one. You taste better. I don't know. We got floral before. You didn't. You get uh, in cinnamon now. You didn't. We didn't. So if you, if you think on the cinnamon end of a red hot fireball, okay. maybe there's a little bit of that going there on. There you go. Yeah. I'm with you there. Red hot fireball. Smoked. On the, on the tip of your tongue, I'm trying to get it, so I'm working it. So interesting what... that you're you're we're working out the flavors here. Next week's show, Barry and I already have it pretty much dialed in. I'm going to go next over next year. I will not. Next week, I will not be here. You you're won't gonna... be here. So I have a new, uh, let's say, pro tip for lighting cigars. So I have a new article that I've written. It's proofread. It's ready to go up next week. So we're going to go over the the Cliff's Notes version of the proper way to light your cigar. We do it all the time with lighters, but there's many other ways, cedar spills, you got matches, you got soft flame, you got jet flame lighters. There's all different temperatures, there's different combustion levels. So we're going deep next week on lighting the cigar. And then once the cigar is lit, that's my half, Barry's half, is he's going deep on how does he pull these flavor notes out of the cigar, where to go and how to get there. Right, Barry's got something going on. Yeah, Breaking uh, news. Now, Ed uh, from Two Guys um, yeah. in Nashua, the name of the brand, La Chevelle. Yes, it was. There we go. So Ed's La listening, Chevelle. and Ed, thank you for that uh, yeah, bit you, of information. And we're the only two in the whole world that remember it. But La Chevelle, I guess, is a horse in fr- French. Uh, okay. And it was a purple horse on a plastic Square box with the cigars inside the plastic box. That was Dave Topper's project? Wonder why that didn't sell. Purple's big in cigars. We've seen so many come and go. It's unbelievable. We should do a whole show on Remember the Ones That Didn't Make It, which would need many, many weeks of that. But uh, it'd be interesting. 
So this is nice. I haven't smoked this in a long time. Now, Barry, you're, you, you've smoked every single thing from this company. Yes. What do you think? I mean, this was the, their, first, their first shot, and, and some of their stuff has been limited releases and stuff. This one is the one that continues. It's shoot us straight. It, shoot us straight here. And it's very different from anything that they're doing currently. Okay. This is uh, more – it's something that's readily enjoyable by more of the masses. Okay. Versus those who are internet savvy. And it seems like the internet people, they prefer something stronger and fuller bodied. Yeah. And that's where his limited edition releases have gone. It should be limited because there's a small amount of people that would smoke that other stuff. Mm. And where it seems like his first, this was a great introduction because it was more widely available to um, a greater market of cigar smokers. If he had come out with something like his La Imperiosa, which is on the market now, which is a stronger, fuller bodied cigar, yeah. he probably would have narrowed his target audience from the beginning. Right. Now, is the appeal to fuller-bodied cigars for, we'll call them affectionately the geek, is the appeal that fuller-bodied cigars will stand up to aging better than milder cigars? So, I mean, I know a lot of guys that that will gravitate toward the fuller-bodied stuff, even our employees. Right. But they will smoke milder cigars earlier in the day. But they, that's not what they buy to put in their humidor because they don't stand the test of time. Hmm. So is that really the case, you I, think? I also think some of it has to do with the rarity and the scarcity and the limited edition. It was just like, you know, baseball cards. You know, you can open up a pack of tops and you can get, you know, Kurt Pavacqua 32 times out of 32 packs. But then you would get Ken Griffey once out of every 32. So you wanted to trade that hard. With the F you on the back? Yes. The bat? Yes. I have one of those. That was uh, Billy Ripken. Oh, Billy Ripken. Okay, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Harder to find, more likely to trade. Limited edition, mm-hmm. cigar geeks, more likely to trade. So the big voice. Is there a big thing about trading cigars? I think, I think in the social media community, there is a, you know, I'm going to bomb this guy. And a bomb is sending cigars out to somebody and, you know, blowing up their mailbox with like five to ten cigars of rare stuff. For, not, for nothing. For Here nothing. And then, you know, karma. You're going to get bombed back by somebody else. And it just seems like the social media people rather do the limited edition stuff, the harder to find stuff. And they, and don't, even, cur- they don't even know each other, really. Nah. Huh? They're far I'd be, away from each I'd other. Be curious. Isn't that an interesting thing? Mm. I'd be curious to see a company do a, a mild limited edition cigar if it would be as popular or as sought after. I tried to do it, and um, I was this close with a big player that's out there. And that big player this year decided not to do limited releases anymore. You figure it out. <laughs> it was right there. It was agreed upon. It was. I had the samples. It was oh. unbelievable. It was I, right there. And it was good. And it, it was I, good. I was curious to, to see, see how it went. Yeah. There was going to be the test right there. Yeah. Well, if they're not going to do limited, would they do a full-blown... Mass production? Well, that's going to get to us to the next segment, which, um, you know, I I briefly talked about um, what was happening with FDA last week. Uh, I came back from Washington, and um, what happened is Scandinavian Tobacco, which is General Cigar, they own General Cigar, they went public, and uh, they put their their stock out. In order to put the stock out, they have to have a prospectus, hundreds and hundreds of pages of the truth. This is how many cigars we go through, and this is what we do and all that. And they give numbers also within there of their competitors so that she can show their share of the market. So I'm going to share some of that with you. Um, 
So, um, and some of this is a little repetitive, but it'll get to the point of where I'm, I'm going here. 480 million cigars were sold in the world last year. 480 million. Of that 480 million production was 100 million came from Cuba, 120 million, the leader, was Dominican Republic, 114 million coming up close is Nicaragua in second place. You got 30, 63 million in Honduras, and about 20 million with everybody else, and that includes Mexico, Costa Rica, uh, Indonesia, little companies and things, including the U.S. So 480 million, 480 million. Of the 480 million, 288, almost 300 million, 288 million, which is 60% of that number, went to the U.S. So today's National Cigar Smoking Day, that's because 60% of every cigar consumed in the world is consumed here in the United States. That's where it goes. 288 million sold in the United States. Of the 288 million sold in the U.S., 184 million of it, 64% of it, is sold online. Hmm. Do you believe that? This is not taking care of your brick-and-mortar stores. You're getting better deals. Whatever you're doing, you're buying the bulk of your, bi- your business, 64%. And this is where brick-and-mortar stores are hurting and closing <coughs> down and shutting down. And you're avoiding the taxes and whatever you're doing. Uh, it only leaves $103 million, 36% of all the cigars sold in the U.S., 36%, $103 million, are sold in 5,000 brick-and-mortar locations. This is the teeniest, tiniest little industry that there is. It's amazing how small it is. So 184 million. Of the 184 million, 113 million. Of the 184 million sold in the U.S., 113 million, which is 62%, are sold by the manufacturers directly to the end user. The manufacturers themselves skipping the brick-and-mortar store but selling them direct themselves. And this is through companies like um, Scandinavian Tobacco. Scandinavian Tobacco owns General Cigar, who owns Cigars International. So Cigars International is pumping out 63 million of those cigars themselves from the manufacturer direct to the consumer. 44 million are going through JR, who is owned by Altadis. And uh, another one is about $6 million that's going through Ashton Distributors, uh, who's owned by Fuente also, who has Holtz. So that big group alone is doing the bulk of every cigar that's sold. And all the rest remain um, to companies like Thompson, to Famous, um, and to little guys like twoguyscigars.com and little, little guys like that. And that does the online business. And again, leaving $100 million for 5,000 brick-and-mortar retailers. So it's a very, very small industry of what we have. So uh, knowing what's happening with FDA right now, and I I said this about a year ago, I kind of broke it up and said the consolidation that's going to happen is going to be pretty amazing that's going to end up happening. Well, here it is. This is Dave's crystal ball from a year ago coming to today and looking at it, fine-tuning it a little bit. Uh, It looks like uh, it's going to come true. Of, of what's going to happen. Now, you had predicted that uh, or <laughs> surmised yeah. that Davidoff be, would be the only company that would be able to acquire the company Altatus. Yes, and, and, I, and I still do. General Cigar, their parent company, going public, legally they couldn't buy Altatus because Correct. of the Helms-Burton Act. Correct. So making it so Davidoff is really the only player left. There is a couple others, and we're going to get into it that's there, but <clears throat> you, you got, you're talking about money. 
to end up pulling it off, wanting to do it, having the infrastructure inside to be able to handle it. But <coughs> General yep. didn't go public on the U.S. stock exchange. They went public in Denmark. But still. So the Helms-Burton Act wouldn't apply to them because they're still a foreign I, I, entity. Yes, but a U.S. person who can buy that stock is not allowed to have stock because they make money from a Cuban thing, so they couldn't buy the stock. Correct. And they can buy the stock. Okay. I can buy stock in that company if I want. Therefore, if a Cuban cigar gets sold and I make money from a Cuban cigar, I've just broken the Helms-Burton Act, making profit from a entity that we have um, an embargo, an embargo against. against, and it would be trading with the enemy automatically and profiting from it. It's illegal. It's an Ill- illegal entity to end up happening. So Altanis has to go. I mean, somebody has to buy it. It's for sale, and somebody has to buy it. Who's the person to buy it? My crystal ball, I don't know it, but my crystal ball says, as it it did a year ago, it goes to Altadis. Davidoff. Davidoff, I mean. Altadis goes to Davidoff, who gets JR, who gets Cigar Inn stores, who gets Cafe Monte Cristo stores. They got Davidoff retail. There's Davidoff online that's going on now. You got JR Cigars online, JR retails. You got a pretty massive company at that point. We're building a monopoly now, right? So here's a strong, strong monopoly that ends up happening. STG, which is General Cigar, now has to acquire uh, other companies because they have to compete. So why not go with the ones that they make Correct. the most of? So they make the most of Rocky Patel's cigars. They make the most of Gurkha cigars. They make the most of Alec Bradley cigars. Um, maybe E.P. Carrillo ends up going back to them yeah. uh, through distribution and things like that. Would that mean that the folks at uh, Crown Heads would end up jumping over Here there? Here we go. You take little guys like that, they could, they could end Unless up Unless uh, they stay with their them. My Father connection. I'm curious ah, to see they, where, you're, where you're, you're reminding right? us of a lot of things here. A lot of things could but happen. But their next cigar is coming out from E.P. Carrillo. Okay. The, the Angel's Anvil will be from E.P. And right. that'll be a TAA cigar. So they're keeping both options open, it feels like. Very, very smart. Very smart. And this is manufacturers right now that are making moves that don't seem um, correct. Um, And maybe that's because of reasons of what's going on in the background here. General Cigar uh, owns Cigars International, Cigar.com, the the retail stores and all that. So there's their whole monopoly right there. Now you got Swisher. Swisher, who we know last year acquired Drew Estates, this is the beginning of acquisitions for them. So they got a good year in there. The footholds happening here, and now acquisitions become happening there. So uh, I mentioned on the rumor mill, Oliva. Oliva goes to Swisher. They're they're talking with them, maybe. Um, um, and we know that um, Dufit Holdings, which is um, – Indian Motorcycle and Debonair. Debonair Cigars, they're doing the distribution now for them. Why would they care to do the distribution? Why would they care to do that unless the acquisition is behind it? I don't know. Just I'm just talking out loud. They're doing the distribution for Hoya de Nicaragua, and Hoya de Nicaragua makes cigars for other people, for sure. Tello, for, yeah. for um, you know, uh, maybe something happens there, but they're missing some elements. They're missing retail stores, and they're missing online. Um, we have Blau, um, Bob Franzblau, who owns Thompson Cigars. Bob is in his high 80s right now. Maybe they acquire, because they're in Tampa anyway, they acquire Thompson's. It's a natural. It's a layup. Yeah. And they end up getting both of that goes on. So there's the third monopoly that is being created. Then you have the fourth monopoly. 
you have Ashton Distributors, who, which is partially owned by Atoro Fuente. The person that's going to be hurt the most on this uh, FDA thing is going to be J.C. Newman. They're going to be hurt. Their cigars are produced, a lot of their cigars are produced by Atoro Fuente anyway. There's the layup that happens there. Um, and Ashton Distributors, along with Fuente, they have two people that manufacture their cigars. The two biggest manufacturers that they have is a Toro Fuente in the Dominican Republic and my father's cigars in Nicaragua. The bulk of the cigars that are being made are going to them t- to begin with anyway. They either take on distribution of them or they acquire them completely, which would be Tatuaje and my father right. goes to Ashton Distributors. They have the Holtz Retail. They have the Holtz Online. <clears throat> the one you didn't mention. Yeah. Padron. Maybe they acquire Padron because they have a close connection with them. Now, somebody acquires Padron. The only, the only it, place that I disagree with you on this yeah. is I think that Padron is more interesting to Davidoff than it is it's to interesting. Ashton. It's interesting to everybody. Now, as big as Padron as you think Padron is, Padron is not that large for units sold. They're not as big. They're big of, um, you know, they're not in that many places. But an Ashton Distributors could certainly put it in, in more sure. places. But bigger than that could be uh, a General Cigar or something like that. There would, that, that that's going to be the prom queen for sure of acquisitions. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the one that you want. That's, that's the, the one I want. That's the big name player that you want. That that puts some serious legitimization on your, as does as does owning Rocky Patel. It puts some legitimization on your... Uh, your brand as a monopoly. One little thing I'm going to add to this is... This one's interesting. Yeah. Ashton Distributors, if you look at who the, the acquisitions are, and I made these up, so it's not, these aren't true, <laughs> but these, if these all things come in play, then I look at a company like Cigar, um, Cigar Aficionado. I think they acquire Cigar Aficionado also because here's the key advertisers anyway. Right. These guys are paying for the magazine to begin with. You might as well buy it. If you're funding the damn thing anyway, you might as well just buy it and Boom. wrap it up. And now you can You know what? While you're at it, take Wine Spectator, too. Would, yeah. would yeah. people still be able to advertise in cigar? Sure. Do this, cigarette you, companies advertise In Dave's fictional land? They can't. Cigarette <laughs> right. companies are not allowed to advertise. Right. So now if the well, FDA that's why. comes into play. Yeah, right. Oh. All, 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 media, all media becomes pretty much worthless, including... The Cigar Authority, if, if they don't allow us to do this. The edge that we have is we're not a print media. We're on the Internet. And I don't know what kind of control the Internet has. What it's kind the of, wild, the, wild west. Yeah, it's I mean, kind of the wild west still. What it, I find it's funny. It's a podcast, so it doesn't fall under FCC regulations. We do take advertising dollars. Okay. What I find funny is Mr. that. Mr. Manufacturer, if you're listening, we do take advertising dollars. <laughs> Barry asked you that question in all seriousness, like what you said is a fact. Read it. And you not made it all up. Right, 100%. You're bringing Barry in. You, you possibly are bringing other people in. So I'd like to re- just repeat this. <laughs> Dave made this up. I don't right. want to see the emails and be the, reading them from the mailbag yeah, next yeah. week. Dave's been right more often than he he's been wrong. He is so. probably right, but he made this it's, up. It's a, it, I didn't make oh. it up. It's an educated guess. It's a hypothesis of what could happen based on the information that I already have acquired. What happens, smart makeup. What happens to companies like Rocky Patel, like uh, Perdomo? Oh, yeah. You, know, you don't have any Perdomo in there. No. And um, I, I talked to Nick the other day and said, you know, 
I, I came back from D.C. He, he was in Nicaragua doing his tours and stuff, and he says, what am I missing? What, what ended up mm-hmm. happening? Here's, here's what I know. Here's what you know, and try to get as much information. And I said, I think acquisitions are ready to roll. I mean, we're talking 30, 60 days away from acquisitions. This thing's going to blow up before the trade show and stuff. He goes, nobody contacts me. Why does nobody contact me? He's Nick Perdomo's the Donald Trump of the cigar industry. Yes, he is. What an astute observation (laughs) that is. Yes, he is. He says what's on his mind. No filter. That's why I love him. Can't be bought. He's the best out there. He's the best. And he's vertically integrated, and he is prime. Mm -hmm. But nobody will actually touch him. They're probably afraid to even approach. Can you imagine a Perdomo Garofalo ticket? It has what? Yeah, if we were running for president of cigars. Yeah, I don't know for what, but can you imagine a Perdomo Garofalo ticket? What I would, what now I think the missing piece on this could be Perdomo being a mastermind and becoming a fifth player. Doesn't, doesn't play well with others. He doesn't need to. <laughs> As Paul Beasley laughs out loud he because he knows to. him all too well also. No, he doesn't need to, and Donald Trump doesn't play well with others, and nor does he need to and stuff. There's something... But everyone's for sale, though, everybody, right? I everybody, mean, everyone's got an exit strategy, or you should. You should. You should. For the right price, you can have Mr. Jonathan. Absolutely. Wouldn't be much. Dollar ninety-eight. Here's, here's the, how acquisitions are going to work. And, and I'm not looking at the cigar industry. It doesn't matter what industry, as things are getting changed and things like that. If you're interested in selling your company, you better sell it on the first round because you're going to yeah, get it's not a draft. You're going to get your top dollar at that point, and then it's going to be a dime on a dollar mm-hmm. on the second round. By the time the third round goes around, it's pennies on the dollar, and people are jumping out the windows. There's companies that are going to be, have to be shut down. Those people are going to be selling their products out as cheaply as possible to get out as fast as they possibly can. There's going to be a change-up in there, and then the cream's going to rise to the top, and these monsters are going to control it, and that's it. It's going to be four or five biggest players that are there, and the little guys, like anything else, the little guy's going to get stomped on. I hate it, but this is the way it looks like it's running. I hate it. And it, our industry changes at that point, Take, taking the fun out of it as far as I'm concerned. Uh, I lived through it through um, the, the cigarette end years ago that happened in the early 90s, uh, late 80s. And uh, I think we're about to see the same thing happen. So that's what I have there. Um, interesting, right? Very. Nick, Nick Perdomo for president. Nick Perdomo for president. He would make an uh, interesting ticket with, uh, with Trump. Trump um, says he's going to get a politician, though. I heard Scott Brown. No way. No way. <laughs> as long so as it's not Palin. Really? It just can't be Palin. It's not going to be Palin. He's out of his mind, but he's not that crazy. She killed McCain's ticket. Ted Cruz? Ted Cruz does make the most sense. A, I'm he, with Beasley. No, because he called him a liar. Doesn't matter. Doesn't oh, matter. It matters. Uh, he, he wouldn't have Bush hated Reagan. And he still Bush pounded him. hated Reagan and talked the most trash about Reagan ends up being the vice president. Nobody talked trash like trash is being talked nowadays. <laughs> true. Nobody talked trash. There wasn't trash. social media back then. Well, Social media was a, a rotary phone on the corner. Yeah. It, it cost you a dime to make a phone call. It, it, what, what's going to be more interesting than the stuff that's going on is who these people have on the side is they're going to pick for... for uh, they have people for running mates and things like that. Imagine they did it like they did way back in the early days of, like, Washington, where the losing candidate became the vice president. 
Is that what happened? Yeah. Whoever came in second? Yeah. Really? Well, then it's definitely Cruz. Rubio well, doesn't stand there, a chance. Well, it would be the opposite party. So, oh, what? from the opposite party. Right. So if it was Trump-Clinton, Hillary, for example, I'm, Trump I, won, you'd have... Is that why so many presidents were assassinated back in I the would day? possibly <laughs> kill myself if that was the case. Oh, my God. I would strongly consider it. No, because they're complete opposites. They're polar opposites. Would they ever get anything done? I mean, <laughs> they would just butt heads and argue. And yeah. Although the vice president is nothing unless the president dies. That's true. They have no say at all in anything. Although they're the last vote in the, in the House of Representatives right. in case of a tie. But nothing's come that close okay. anyway. All right. You know what's come close? Time for a break. It's close for a break. When we come back, uh, there's a new book on cigars out. It's a coffee table book. About coffee tape. No, it's t- it's a coffee table book about cigars. We're going to talk about that. Uh, an, inter- an interesting question uh, answered about movies on the eve of the Oscars. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. You know, some football players today remind me of Cuban cigars. They're weaker, they talk too much, and they don't pack the same punch they used to. Take it from Mike Ditka, member of Camacho's Board of the Bold, and check out the new Camacho Corojo line of smokes. Built for the expert palate and fine-tuned for maximum flavor impact, consistency, and quality. To some, tradition is a catchphrase. To us, it's a guiding light. For there can be no great future without reverence for the past. Hammer and Sickle Tradition Series cigars are handmade, employing only time-honored methods. Meticulously crafted of individually selected tobaccos, Tradition Series is a blend of three-year-aged Dominican Viso and Lijero, all finished inside a breathtaking five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. Tradition Series from Hammer and Sickle. Live well. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. How? What about It's Not Your Grandfather's Cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next? How about Good to the Last Draw? Ah, something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yeah, it costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Genius! <laughs> Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. You've heard us over and over again talking about the brands who advertise on the Cigar Authority Show. Now here's your chance to try them all in samplers we call the Sponsors Deal. The Sponsors Deals are just that. Deals from the cigar brands that support the Cigar Authority. To see this week's Sponsors Deal, which not only run out every week, but is always limited. Just go to thecigarauthority.com and on the right-hand side, simply click the Sponsors Deal to see what this week's Sponsors Deal is. Please help the brands that help us bring you the Cigar Authority. Our friends at TwoGuysCigars.com will get it out for you, and you'll be getting a great deal while helping those who help us. 
the sponsor's deal from the Cigar Authority sounds like a win-win-win to me. Hi, this is Nick Perdomo. Hi, this is Nicholas Perdomo Jr. From Perdomo Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio And we're back, live from the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios. You're listening to the Cigar Authority, a weekly broadcast almost six years running about cigars and the nonsense that I just gave in the last segment surrounding them. It's National Cigar Smoking Day, and just for kicks, we're smoking for kicks. And getting ready for the Oscars, which is tomorrow night. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. Uh, Isn't Nick Perdomo the second? And then Nicholas is Nick Trey? Yes. Nicholas. But he introduces himself as Nicholas Perdomo Jr. Really? Nick. As in that last bumper. Nick Perdomo was... The second. W- was Nick Perdomo Jr. for years. And now he's become Nick Perdomo Sr. And Maybe he, that's how it works. Is that how it works? Hi, this know. is Nick Perdomo. Hi, this is Nicholas Perdomo Jr. Wow! Nick Perdomo was Nick Perdomo Jr. for the longest time. I never noticed that. And now Nick Perdomo is just Nick Perdomo... And his son has become Nicholas Perdomo Jr. Very interesting. Ah. It's Nick so Trey. That's, that's the end of the Nick, Nicholas Trey brand that I recommended years ago that never happened. I thought that was me that recommended no, it. No, it was me. <laughs> Nicholas Trey. And then you made it yourself because you thought it was a good idea. No, what I but did. But Nick made nothing because he thought it was terrible. Uh, what I didn't know early on in the show six years ago was that Nick doesn't play well with others. Yeah. I, <laughs> I proposed that uh, EP3... And Nick yeah. Trey, yeah. you did paired, EP three paired up. EP three is what you did. Yes, not I Nicholas did. Trey. EP three right. and Nick Trey pair up, and they come out with the third edition, the third generation of something. But uh, wow! So we had that bumper for a while there, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. The first time I'm I'm really hearing it that that he actually calls himself Nick Junior. We cut that bumper when they were up for the father son yes. dinner. Yeah few years ago yeah yep. they were number one weren't they or was it weren't bobby? They the first bobby i think was the second year nick oh nick, nick was the first nick right. was the first yep yeah it's a great event yeah we're setting that up that's a father and son cigar dinner the day before father's day each year and uh it's something i thought would catch on and nationally like mm. other stores would do it mm. and i'm telling you don't feel like you're ripping me off do it this is the one to yep. rip off do a little cigar uh, the night before uh, Father's Day, and the guy takes his father out, or the father takes the son to a cigar dinner, and no heavy lifting. It's a low price thing, and you have a cigar with your uh, with your son or with your dad, and uh, very very nice. Have a little and, food, hang out, and if you're lucky enough that the manufacturer's in the area or something, and can come with his son or thing, now you get something special, and people take pictures and remember it. It's a nice little thing. So uh, we're going to do it again this year, and we'll, we'll uh, let you know uh, the information on that as uh, we have the information on so it. So what do you got for Meet the Sponsors this week? Meet the Sponsors pack that's out there. So it changes on Monday, right? It changes on Monday at 12 noon. Okay. Sponsors deal. It's a sponsors deal. And um, last week, it's still up there right now because it's uh, Saturday, is the, the Perdomo six-pack, which is the two uh, Amber, two Pilsner, two Stouts. Uh, that's up there right now, but the one I'll let you know in advance because you're a listener to the show of how it's going to change on Monday. It will become the Avo Synchro Pack. Oh. Okay, so it's going to be a full pack of the Avo Synchros. It's thirty nine ninety nine and includes shipping. So uh, you save a little money, plus you get free shipping, and um, you're going to help our sponsor, 
who is helping us. That's why you're listening to the show and why the cost still remains the value that it is. Zero. No money-back guarantee, though. We're taking that away. Help me help you help them. Yeah. Help me. Absolutely. It's a win-win-win situation. You get some great cigars. You're helping us. We're helping them. And everybody's a winner. It's an incredible amount of synergy. It is. So that that was the idea of um, the sponsor to children known as the Cigar Authority. Right. (laughs) For only $19.99 a month. It's pennies a day. (laughs) Really? (laughs) This is a commercial there. We can throw something together on there. the arms of the angels. (laughs) Got to have Sarah McLaughlin in the background making you cry. Mm-hmm. Or some dog or something. You gotta have a sad looking dog. Yeah, the one with Skinny. the the one eye. Yeah, right. right. You've all seen Staring it. Staring at you, pouting. You've all seen it. It's got to be a winner. His hair's happens. a mess. Yeah. Um, so the nominations for the Oscars are up, and we're doing a little thing in, in the next hour. Uh, we're gonna smoke leaf by Oscar, but um, what we're doing in the store is that you buy two Oscar leaf by Oscar cigars, one for you to smoke in one for you to actually enter in the contest so that you get a little action going on and you pick the one that's going to end up winning the, the best best, uh, mo- best picture, right? Yeah, the Oscar best for picture. the best movie. And everybody's doing it, and when the best picture is won, the person that picked the, the one gets all the cigars. There's multiple people inside that pouch. Then they split it evenly. So the most you lose is one cigar in there, but you get a chance of winning all of them. So that's Pretty what cool. we're doing. So we got a – and this year, what do you, what do you got, 10? There are eight movies this year. Eight movies. So what Nominated for what? Best movie? Best there? movie. Best there. movie. So you got The Big Short, uh, which is about four outsiders on Wall Street. You got Bridge of Spies, which is uh, that's the a Tom Cold Hank War. One. The Tom Hanks one, right? Yep. You got uh, Brooklyn, which takes place in like the 1950s. You got the futuristic Mad Max Fury Road. Yeah. You got Matt Damon stuck on Mars in The Martian. Um, you got The Revenant with Leo DiCaprio that takes place in the 1800s. You got Room with Brie Lawson, who I believe is going to win for Best Actress, about a woman held in captivity. And then you got Spotlight, which is the 2001 story of the Boston Globe um, exposing the issues with the Boston Archdiocese. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So eight movies. What do you think is going to win it? Chuck nope. Morrison. Uh, what was the DiCaprio one? Rev- Rev- Revenant. Revenant. Okay, that that seems to be the popular one. How about you, Barry Stein? I say Spotlight. Spotlight is which one on the the one about the uh, Boston Archdiocese? Okay, for me, it really is between the Revenant and Spotlight. So I'm going to go with The Martian. <laughs> <laughs> and let me ask you this, Chuck. I'm going to go to you first. Sure. Have you seen any of these movies? No. How about you, Barry? I've seen four four of the eight. Wow! Oh. You got to be kidding me. How about you, Mister Jonathan? I've seen zero. I've seen zero myself, so I couldn't pick anything. But you saw four of eight, so we know what Barry does. He actually watches movies. So what did wow. you pick? What did you pick? Spotlight. Did you see it? Um, no. <laughs> now that, that's messed up, and this is the whole point of it. And this is why when we do Cigar of the Year, we make the contenders pack, and you actually have to actually, <laughs> you actually have to smoke the cigars. So you're picking something you didn't see. So how about this? Of the movies you saw. Which one do you pick? Bridge of Spies. Bridge of Spies. Which was the Tom Hanks set in the Cold War in the 50s. Okay. Mr. Jonathan, of the ones you saw, which one do you pick? I'm still going to go with The Martian because I haven't seen any of them. (laughs) And you, Chuck? I'm going to stick with The Revenant. 
<laughs> Revenant, I guess, is the is the. That's the big. That's the one that everyone's expecting. I saw the trailer for it. Does that count? No. <laughs> <laughs> so let's say Leonardo DiCaprio gets the Oscar, Chuck. Right. Only Chuck, because you other two know the answer to this. Okay. And some point in his life, he ends up becoming destitute, and he wants to sell his Oscar. He has to offer it to the Academy for what price before he can sell it. They get the first they right, get of the refusal. First right of refusal on his and there's a, there's trophy. A minimum the price. price? There's a minimum price. It's the price. It's the price. Probably a dollar. It is a dollar. Good guess. Yeah. Right off the bat. Good I'd guess. I'd buy that for a dollar. So you can't ever sell it, basically. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? They can say, of course you can sell it because that would be illegal. We're giving it to you. But we have first right of refusal for one dollar, which means you can never sell it. Wow. Pretty cool, huh? Wow. So I love that kind of stuff to learn those things because someday I'll, be, I'll come up with something and say you can never, you have to sell it back to us, and here's the price. Huh? Dollar. Uh, one dollar. So there's I'll a. Buy that for a and dollar. then what do they do with it? Put it in like a Hall of Fame or Nobody something? Nobody ever sold it? No, I don't think no. anyone's ever sold them. So they, they put a 45 second limit on the speech that you can make for the Oscars. And this year they have, uh, just in case they miss anybody, uh, in case you forget your speech, they have a little ticker tape at the bottom oh, that wow. has all the people you want to thank. Oh, wow. What is the shortest speech ever given? Oh, man. It's got to be just a quick thank you. So probably it like, was thank you, yeah. delivered by Alfred Hitchcock. Nice. Alfred Hitchcock, cigar smoker. Youngest Smoke person. Hills. Youngest person to ever win the award. It was a female. Yes, it was. I think she was six or seven. Let's go with ten. Okay. Tatum O'Neill. Oh, not who I was going to. I was going to go Wizard of Oz or something. Youngest ever. Uh, The oldest ever. Christopher Plummer. How old was he? Who is he? He was uh, the actor in the film Beginners from 2010. So I'd say 2010. Well, how old was he? He was 82. 82. Are you reading over my shoulder? Well, yes, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, How many times did Bob Hope, and he holds the record, by the way, how many times did Bob Hope MC? The award. Oh, MC. (coughs) Four. He holds the record at 19. Wow. He went from 1940, which is before they televised the proceedings, all the way to 1978, the year I was born, which was the Oscars' 50th anniversary. That was his last time hosting it. Uh, Here's a little interesting fun fact about The Revenant. It has grossed $382 million, and it's still $11 million in the hole. For being produced. For being produced. Oh really? God. So if it wins, it makes its money at that point. But if it loses, it becomes a loser. All right. Wow. Last, if it loses, a loser. Last fun fact. The longest time between nominations is 39 years, Chuck. Who holds the record? So an actor. Cigar yeah. smoker. Okay. Famous. Famous cigar smoker. Wow. Famous. I'm just going to throw it out there. Bob Newman. Bob Newman from the Newman Brothers? No, from no, his like next a, door neighbor, Bob Newman. Yeah. <laughs> Newhart? Bob oh, Newhart? His next door neighbor, Bob Newman. Who the hell is I'm Bob th- Newman? Who am I thinking of? I'm thinking of, uh, no, I'm thinking of Bob Newhart, the guy from uh, The Natural. He was in The Natural. Robert Redford. Thank you. Ah, no, it's not, <laughs> not Robert close. Redford. Uh, nominated Bob this Robert. year <laughs> is Sylvester Stallone for Creed. Awesome movie. And he should win it. He and really he, he was nominated in 1976 for Rocky. He, he was outstanding in Creed. Outstanding. Yes, he was. You saw yes, it. He was. Oh yeah. Yeah. I haven't seen it. anything. You would, you would you would like it. Yeah, I gotta yeah. see it. Um, Academy Awards first presented 1929 at the Roosevelt Hotel in New York. Do you know what it cost to go the first time? 
$27. It was $5, and you got a chicken dinner. Really? On the first one. Chicken dinner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> That's where the we, expression came from. We got it coming just up. made that up. <laughs> um, so it was for 1929 movies, but broadcasted on radio in 1930, the second year. They tried it first, said, we got a winner. We're going to broadcast it on the radio. Goes hits television in 1953, now seen in 200 countries, and it's going to be tomorrow. So it is the Academy Awards. It is not the Oscars. The award itself got its name, the Oscar. How did that happen? Dun, dun, dun. I have no idea. Betty Davis was the president of the Academy Award, um, the people who vote. She was the president of it, and her husband's name was Oscar, and she said, we're going to name this Oscar because I can. Power play. I like Betty that. Betty Davis. Betty Davis. Betty Davis. She had, eyes. She had quite the set of eyes. Nice eyes. How many people are in the Academy right now able to vote on movies? 13,282. 6,100. 6,100 people? 6,100 people. Wow. And they send the answer in, and whoever gets the most votes I don't wins. know how that works. I just... I was going through the facts, getting ready for the show. A lot more than who picked the cigar of the year, that's for sure. (laughs) Yes, it is. Uh, First winner of the Academy of uh, um, Best Movie. Best Movie. Who's the guy from Ben-Hur? Gone with uh, with the Wind, no? No, that actually won, though, but it was many years later. Mm -hmm. It was Wings. I don't know what that Uh movie is, Wings. Wasn't that a TV show? It was a TV (laughs) show. But as I've said many... Tony Shalhoub was killer in that. I like them hot and spicy. But, you know, always saying when, when people pick the cigar of the year, it's an old cigar brand or something, and I got a problem with it, and I always go to the Godfather. Right, yeah. should win uh, the Academy Award. Did the Godfather ever win an Oscar uh, for Best Movie? Was it 1972? Probably it, should have, did it? 72. It did okay. win. Not that once. counts for my classic day in history, by the way. I get two points. Part two? <laughs> Part two. It was the only movie that the sequel also won. Which one's better? Two. I agree. I haven't seen either. They took a great movie and made it greater. It's one of the few sequels that was ever better than the original. And the original uh, was Rocky Two so was better because he won win. at the end. Who would he beat? Apollo, Apollo Creed. Creed. In two, there's yeah, so he many. Lost, of them get he lost. He lost to the Creed in the one, first one. The hero lost, and then he beats him in the second one, making it better. And kills him. It does not kill him. He dies in the four, in four to the Russian. Did he, have his, did he have his hand bitten off? What? No, different movie. Different movie. <laughs> but he had his hand bitten off. What was the name of that movie he had his Rambo? Hand... No. <laughs> what was that movie? Stallone? Apollo Creed gets his hand bitten off by an alligator. And oh, Happy plays... Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. That's not Bo- Apollo Creed. It is. Yes, it is. It is. Same actor. It's the same actor, but he's not Apollo Creed in that no, in no, Happy Gilmore. Carl Weathers. Yeah. It was Carl Weathers. It was not. It was Apollo Creed. <laughs> Once you're Apollo Creed, you're always Apollo Creed. Of course. You're out of control. Now, I wonder, like, Cigar of the Year, (laughs) how important is that? And and we go back and say, who won last year? And you forget who it was that even won last year, right? Who won last year at the Academy Award for Best Picture last year? Wow. Wow. Barry, this is you. you yeah, should. no idea. Because it ain't that important, right? I don't watch it anymore because it used to be on until 11, then it was on until 12, then it doesn't end until 4.30 in the morning. And it's, it always runs late. And it's the movie of the year is the one they put last, yep. right? They keep yeah. everybody hanging on until the end. And I live in New Hampshire. Everybody's in bed by 8.30. That's now. right, because it's a law. <laughs> it's a law. We're all old. Last year's winner, Birdman. Or The Unexpected Virtue of Ignorance. Did you ever see it? No. no. Nope. Never heard of either one. So it wins the Academy Award, and we still don't even see it. Yeah. Have no. you seen it? Don't care. No. Interesting. 
No, I think The Godfather was the last movie I saw. Or I wonder if it's the last Academy Award. Uh, you know what I saw? I saw the one that was like the game show. Um, uh, what's his name that was a CIA yeah. guy? Is that the one that you're talking about? From Chuck Indi- Berry? F- from India. No, the India. And, um, oh, uh, Slim, Slim Dog. Hotel. Slim Dog. Slim, oh, Slum Dog Millionaire. Slum Dog Millionaire, that's it. That was the last one what I, I get saw. Hotel. And, and it was all the hype that made me watch it and eh, swing and a miss as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> do we have uh, time <laughs> wasn't, for wasn't funny. last <laughs> week's question of the week? What's, well, yeah, do we have time? We can, close. We can go through it really quick. Yeah, go to a Tied time. into movies, so it's time for the question of the week brought to you by Duran Cigars. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran. Duran Cigars combines the best quality tobacco fillers from Nicaragua and Latin America with their super premium Habano Criollo Colorado wrapper. Experience the cigars that get smuggled into Cuba. Dave will make that so. I will. Duran Cigars. Last week, we wanted to know what your favorite genre of movie is, and with almost 1,000 votes cast, 27% of you said comedy, 24% of you said action, while horror and thriller were tied for last with 3%. But there were 15 write-in votes for pornography. So if there's 27 and 24. <laughs> I didn't even know that was a choice. Write-in. <laughs> now, wait, wait a second here. You got 27, you got 24, you got 3 and 3. Yep. It doesn't reach 100%. Well, no, there oh, were some other categories. Oh, okay. and all that I, I, stuff. The top two and the bottom two oh, on okay. list. There were, there were a few in the middle. So what was number one? Number one was comedy. comedy. And then close, but not too close, was action. I'm a comedy guy. So an action comedy, like go. the other guys, right? Action mm-hmm. comedy. Like you, anything you starring ever the Jackie other guys? Chan. I haven't. The other guys? No. Oh, you uh, must write watch it. Write it down. See the it tonight. So oh, the oh with, um, with Mark Wahlberg and... Um, yes. yes. The Office that. Pop yes. movie? Yes. Is that o- the one? Office Pop. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I like awesome. That movie. Have you seen Tropic... Is it Tropic Thunder? Yes. No, I have not. Right I that. think you have seen it. What, what's that about? The one where um, they're in the jungle and the guy says, I'm the guy... Playing the guy, playing another guy. It's in my thing on the entrance of the show. I don't know that. They're, they're filming an action movie, but the movie is them filming the action movie. No, never seen oh, it. Oh, you'd. Okay, I put that on my uh, yeah, put that on wish list. list. And, and this week we want to know if you were to make a cigar movie, where would it take place? We're asking this question for somebody, for somebody that's making a movie and he wants to make a cigar movie. So that's why he wants to know, first off, what is it? So we, we know it's. Uh, Not Alaska. It's going to be. Hopefully, it's going to be a comedy at or act slash action. And now, where should it take place? Right. And the options that we have up there are a uh, cigar lounge, a man cave, or at a manufacturing facility. But there's also a place for you to write in a vote. And uh, the question of the week was brought, in to, was brought to you by Duran Cigars. And as always, you can vote on the CigarAuthority.com just below the Duran advertisement. When the question is asked, what are you smoking? The answer should be Duran Cigars. The cigars that Dave will smuggle into Cuba. Yes, I will. So we're smoking four kick cigars, and uh, this is a cigar I haven't smoked in quite a while. Why? Mm. I just forgot yeah. about it. It's always what's new and all this stuff. This is their first one. And, I like it. And this is I, in my wheelhouse, man. And with all due respect, John, I love you. I blame you partly for four kicks because it became all about the limited edition. Yes. And everybody mm. forgot the original cigar, this which should have cigar. never been forgotten. It's a great cigar. Yeah, it is. And unfortunately, with limited edition, limited edition, limited edition, the core line hurts a little bit. Yeah. It's a great cigar. There's nothing wrong with the cigar at all. No. And you're talking, you're looking at a $7 cigar. This is an awesome cigar, man. 7 I mean, to eight fifty, depending yeah. on the size. Yep. 
And they're in the care package. You guys are smoking along with me. I mean, this thing is burning perfect. It's a great yep. cigar. All right, we're going to take a break, and we come back. We're going to get to this book we forgot to get to yet um, and tell you where I'm going this week and uh, why it has to do with cigars. I'm going to light up another cigar that's going to go perfect with the Oscars, uh, which is tomorrow night, and we're going to find out what's up in the cigar world and lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in the La Flor Dominicana Cigar Studios, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority. On the United Cigar Radio Network. And let's face it, you really did learn nothing in the last nah. hour. So uh, at least learn this. When you're smoking your four kicks by Crown Heads, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. I finally found a cigar magazine that I like. No, no, love. It's called Cigar Journal. What's so great about Cigar Journal is that it's all about cigars and none of the nonsense that you see in other magazines. It has stories, reviews, and the latest news about premium cigars. You're going to be impressed. Cigar Journal has beautiful images, great editorials, and it's strictly for the cigar enthusiast or, get this, passionado. Cigar Journal covers cigars in the U.S. and around the world and is printed right here in the USA. Cigar Journal, available at your local cigar retailer and on the web at www.cigarjournal.co. That's cigarjournal.co. Savor this moment, the sparks of conversation, the anticipation of that first draw. Savor the story shared over a cigar like this. A cigar that makes this moment classic. The Avo Classic. Savor a composition of handcrafted Dominican leaf, graced with notes of 25-year-old tobacco. Richly complex, yet remarkably smooth. Savor a harmony of creamy, balanced flavors. A duet of two cigar virtuosos. Jazz and cigar legend Avo Uvesian and master blender Hendrik Kellner. A cigar meant to be shared with friends old and new. The Avo Classic. Savor every note. Visit your local tobacconist or see the complete Avo line at avo.com. Founded in 1989 by Mariana and Nestor Miranda. Miami Cigar and Company proudly celebrates their 25th anniversary with the release of their flagship brand, the Nestor Miranda Collection. Made in Esteli, Nicaragua by Don Pepin Garcia, the collection is available in three distinct wrappers aimed to please even the toughest critic. Nestor Miranda Collection. You only get one life. How will you live yours? In 2013, Boutique Blend Cigars released Aging Room Quattro, which was the number one cigar in the USA that year, according to Cigar Aficionado. Now, Rafael Nodel, the man behind the Aging Room Small Batches, has released La Boheme. La Boheme is a line that unites Rafael's three most important passions in life, music, Cuba, and cigars. But perhaps the most unique part of creating La Boheme is the way in which Raphael blended this masterpiece. 
As a Cuban immigrant who came to the USA in a little boat when he was only 15 years old, Rafael had many memories of his native Cuba, but none as strong as the aroma of the Cuban cigars his grandfather used to smoke every day in that little park next to his house. Rafael blended countless combinations of different tobaccos and had other people smoke them. He would sit back and savor the aromas until one particular blend finally matched his memories. The same aroma of those Cuban cigars his grandfather smoked. La Boheme, a Dominican cigar with a Cuban soul. This the crowd is standing on his feet here at Augusta. Is the Cigar Authority. Where are your badges? The Authority. We ain't got no badges. On everything cigar. I don't have to show you any stinking badges. With your host. Ho, ho, slow down there, speed racer. David Garofalo. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. Mr. Jonathan. You want me on that wall. You need me on that wall. Barry Stump. That guy in a little coat. That guy in a little coat. Don't. <laughs> and Chuck. Morrison. I went to Magic Camp. I'm an accomplished ventriloquist. Oh, I am a seventh degree imperial yo-yo master. <gasps> it's time to light them up. We use words like honor, code, loyalty. It's time. I would rather you just said thank you. For the Cigar Authority. Yeah! And we're back with our number two, broadcasting live from the Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios. I'm going on a trip this week, and my schedule is full. Uh, Barry has What's Up in the Cigar World and uh, But I plan on being part of it next week. You're going to be part of what's up in the cigar. Oh. i to make news. Gentleman Chuck Morris is standing by, and uh, you got a good one in the asylum. I do. You need to make notes about what you mean because you start to read it, and you're like, I'm so confused by okay. my own writing. You're listening to The Cigar Authority, the only radio show in the U.S. and, yes, the world that is always broadcast on location. And we are the only show that doesn't just allow smoking. We insist, we demand that you light up along with us. You tune in at thecigarauthority.com where you can watch us live or catch the podcast on demand at any time. Simply find us on iTunes, YouTube, or Podbean where, yes, you can set it and forget it. Subscribe. Subscribe. Subscribe and get on there. We have been cranking, though. Barry sent me some stats. Barry, stats done. Yes. We're cranking. We're cranking. Love it. Love it. Love that you're listening. Thank you. (laughs) That is the best bit that I've ever cut right there. I love it. Yeah, I like it too. (laughs) There we go. So let's let's take one of these and pass it all around. And this is uh, what we did uh, for this week, the little event we're running in the store ourselves. And uh, we're actually giving out uh, movie passes, uh, Redbox. 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 Redbox movie oh, right pass. On. Uh, when they buy the two cigars and one to play and they get a little movie to watch. Uh, hopefully they rent the movie that wins or whatever. Well, watch whatever you want to watch because I'm not going to watch the movie that wins anyway. <laughs> um, this is Leaf by Oscar, and this is the Corojo Barry Stein. Yeah, when you first see Leaf by Oscar, you'll say, what the? Yeah. <laughs> and then you look around and see if someone's messing with you. They're not. When Jim Robinson visited Honduras, he turned to the owner of the local factory and said, Oscar, instead of a cello, let's wrap the cigar in tobacco. The result is a cigar that won't win any beauty contests. That is, until you undress it by removing the outer leaf. Giggity. And today we are smoking the Corojo, which features a Honduran Corojo Puro wrapper. And the binder and filler from Honduras. Are there any wrappers that are not Puro? 
Yeah, you, like uh, Ecuadorian seed, but it's like a seed from, say, Cuba. This is a seed that was cultivated in Honduras. Gotcha. I have a flavor on the pre um, smell, if you will. Free, free smell. And Can it, we get a sponsor for that? 100% <laughs> is, <laughs> is hay in the barn. Yeah. Absolutely. Right? This week's aroma like brought to you by Glade. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how about an, an advertiser that's not in the cigar business? How about that? There we go. Be because great. we have a, a big sponsorship to 18 to 50-year-old men. Majority, right, or whatever and, and they, stats, and, and we all use Glade. <laughs> so uh, it is. It's it, this is an ugly looking thing at the beginning of it, but it's that cigar, and we were we were all talking about it when I was in Washington D.C. Stores that didn't carry it yet, and uh, they said it's just so weird or something. I said, believe me, you're going to put it in, and it's going to sell because people are just going to say, "What the heck's with that?" August day, you're out in a field, and the the, the, the grass is dry. And it's maybe a foot high, and you lay down to make a snow angel, but not in the snow, in the the dry grass. And this is the smell. Who does that? Who does that? Evidently, Jonathan does. I've go. done it many times. Hay in the barn. <clears throat> Gay. That's it. Period. It's time to cut our cigar. The official cutting is brought to you by Perdomo Cigars. Perdomo is the brand. While all other cigar brands were raising prices, it was Perdomo and Perdomo alone that cut out the federal S-chip tax and actually lowered their price. Perdomo Cigars, they stand for quality, tradition, and excellence. excellence. I'm going to tell you another little story. So I'm talking to Nick Perdomo this week, and he was with somebody from Russia or some other country or whatever that was up in his, in his factory. And he said, the man recited in English the entire Perdomo Get out of here. <laughs> Verbatim, word for word. Wow. So he says it's working. <laughs> right. Awesome. So we got Nick on for awesome. another year. Here we go. That's all it takes. Can I tell a little quick story? Something about repetitiveness. Everybody in the chat room keeps, is like shocked that I'm shaved. Yes. And oh, I knew Rudy, there was something. To, I was going to say to you, Rudy too, before the show, if you like, lost weight. Crook comment, a few people. Yeah, I lost my facial hair. Here we go. Here it comes. So I, sh- I nicked... My foo when I shaved, so I took the whole thing off. So I'm laying in bed with my fiance, and her daughter comes in the room and goes, oh, my God, you look like Dave to me. <laughs> Heidi turns, and she goes, yes, you do look like Dave. And then she so promptly th- mounted you. and So now, now, now that I'm reminding my love. fiance of Dave, I'm never shaving again. There we go. Although she did attack me as soon as her daughter left the room. So maybe she's uncomfortable, awkward, and I'll be at her wedding. <laughs> she so that's, asked, that's if she asks for Dave shave. to walk her down the aisle, we're going to be in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The official lighting today is brought to you by the Vertigo Stinger. This is a dual action button flip top lighter with a. You wonder why it's called the Stinger, Chuck? I do. Boom. You got a little Stinger that pokes out the bottom. I would say that is a 31 ring gauge bullet punch at the bottom. An easy adjustment wheel. The Vertigo Stinger retails for, get this, $12.99. Deal. Vertigo Stinger. Deal. Unbelievable. Now, this is the one that is going to Cuba, and I'm going to tell you why. 
First off, it's got the big-ass tank, as you mentioned. It's got four jets. I may be doing outside things if it's breezy, if I'm in a tobacco barn or something mm-hmm. like that. But the most important reason that this will be coming my way dun, to dun, Cuba dun. is the plastic body. Yes. Because I need to get it through two airports into Cuba, and then from Cuba, I need to go through four, count them, four airports because i got to go to Mexico. Which would be like a 45-minute flight probably. Direct, if you could. If I could, but I can't. Why I have, can't you go from Cuba to, to Mexico? Go, because I have to go back to the United States. Because I have a visa from the United States to go visit Cuba, and I have to come back. Then from there, I have to go to Georgia, Atlanta, and then from Atlanta to Texas, oh, and from sh- Texas to Puerto Vallarta. And Atlanta is the worst airport in the world. Oh. And I uh, it just, it's a mess. You need to get a travel agent, dude. Work this out. Ah, you just, it's because of what I had to do. And I had the visa to, get, to go into Cuba, and this is how it works or whatever. I'm, lu- I'm lucky I'm able to pull it off. I haven't pulled it off yet, but I think I'm going to get there. The question is, can I get to Mexico without missing a flight in between of all these things? Because you're asking for troubles. Switching planes, switching mm. uh Diff- different airlines. It's all different airlines. Well, and you got your mom with you too. It's not yep. like you're going to be sprinting anywhere. Yeah. Yep. And Atlanta's shaped like the letter H, so hopefully you're not in the lower mm. right part of the H and have to go to the upper left. Who part designs of the H. these things? And why every time I land somewhere, I couldn't be further away from the next spot? Yep. Right. And you're I'll, on the same airline. I'll be in A32 is where I'll land, and I'll end up with D1. You know, <laughs> as far as possible as can possibly right. be. I've flown with you. You do draw the uh, the short straw Jeez, or the long walk, as it were. Never has it ever been any different. It's always like the absolute end-to-end. I've never met anyone who can get their order messed up as easily as you, you can when you order. And you order right off the menu. It's not like you mess around. Well, the only can, request, no tomatoes. You ever see those things go through the airport almost like the little flatbed truck? You can request that one of those meet you at the gate to take you to the next Yeah, gate. yeah. I, I, I have a... Uh, very independent, eighty-five-year-old mother who says, "I'm fine," and we're going to. She can walk, walk along next to you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we got to have her on the show. We got to get up. We got to get a swear button. Yeah. We got to have her on the show because she says what she means. She too. is a good time. Means there what she says and says what she means. So uh, we, we uh, skipped over this. I want to bring this up. This massive book came to us in the mail uh, to somebody that was. Uh, interested in us um, possibly doing a commercial or something on it and then read our ridiculous rates and said, mm-hmm. can't handle that. Right. <laughs> so, but let me send you one anyway. So for sending one anyway, we're going to end up talking about it sure. anyway because uh, it's pretty interesting. It is, uh, what is this called? The Cigar Moments of Pleasure. And this is, a, this is a book that goes from stem to stern. 313 pages, big coffee table book. It yeah. covers everything you could possibly want to know about cigars, including the science behind the cigars. Cool. Very, very fast. It looks more like a coffee table than a coffee table it's book. It's big. Yeah. I think every cigar shop should have one of these books laying around in their lounge. Yeah. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm a little scared when a writer writes a book about cigars because they're going to get some stuff wrong. You know, how deep are they going to go into it? This guy goes deep, and he gets it right. It's not an advertising thing at all in it because there's factories in here, and I know 
the wall of the factory yeah, or whatever. Yeah, you can look but, at the factory and yeah. figure out what it is. But you can't. It's not like there's a big sign and this is so-and-so's and this is so-and-so's. You, they, they turn the band in a certain way so you can't see it, and they turn things because it's not about trying to advertise it at all. It's trying to tell you every single aspect of the, what the cigar goes through, and not just one country, every country. So there's factories in each and every one of them, cool. including Cuba. Uh, and you'll see the differences of – very interesting. When you look at the Cuban factories or something, it looks a lot older than some of the more modern, which are far from modern. Mm. But modern, you go into something like – and there's a picture there of the China factory, mm. which it looks like actually high-tech modern uh, that's going on in there. But you'll see all the different aspects. Mm. Pretty good. Mm. Now, uh, Jonathan, for, for a point – what is the name of the um, writer of this book? And I have it here. And His can, name is... Go ahead. Earhorn Humerston. One more time? Well, it's two different people. Earhorn Humerston. It's two different people. I don't think so. Yeah, Earhorn Humerston. It's more in Earhorn and Justin Humerston. Oh, all right. I said this is the toughest name yeah. I ever saw before. But okay, that's two people. Yes. Well, it should say and Humerston then on it. Yeah. Well, they're from uh, Denmark, I believe. I was going to guess Denmark. Yeah. yeah, that was that was my guess too. What an interesting book, though. <laughs> uh, no, th- this is exactly so, like you said. This is every cigar shop needs this in, in your lounge. On the, that's on the, where ours is going. On the back, it has a very brief description of what to expect in the book. This work is based on a fundamental fascination with cigars and everything to do with them. Their history, production how you enjoy them, and not the least, the people who smoke them. You will find descriptions of how the wonderful cigars are made in all the great cigar nations of the world, Cuba, Nicaragua, Honduras, the Dominican Republic, the USA, and so on, by the help of a selection of breathtaking photographs and illustrations, uh, illustrative explanations, the reader is invited into the fabulous world of cigars. Okay, so how can somebody get one of these? All right, you can see samples of it at thecigarbook.net. But you can purchase it in the U.S. at Amazon, where it retails for fifty nine ninety nine, and if you're over in Europe, you can get it from Amazon UK, where it retails for pretty close to what the book weighs thirty nine pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it's big, a lot of pictures. It's awesome. It's a pretty pretty good book. Now, so, one anyway, of the things know. that I check when I'm checking facts is I'm pretty good when it comes to the science of tobacco, and one of the things that they got right is the science of how the nicotine travels in through your bloodstream. Uh, one example is with other stimulants such as coffee, with chocolate, with wine, your body ingests that through your stomach and those nutrients go through your stomach wall. With tobacco, once the nicotine in the tobacco gets into your stomach, it combines with uh, hydrogen. How does nicotine get into your stomach? If you were to eat it. Okay. If you were, if you to, were eat to eat it, it or drink it. So you can't get the nicotine, essentially, as the book goes through the yeah. details of it, by ingesting it through your stomach. Nicotine is such a small molecule that by itself it can pass through the membranes inside your mouth, and it gets into your bloodstream that way. So yeah. they got the science right. Yeah, they, they, they got deep, very deep book. And uh, as I say, you um, retailers that are listening to this, $59, let me tell you, It'll be out there forever. People will look through this thing and switch to different pages all the time. 300-something pages, so there's, there's plenty of information on there. Read it yourself. You're going to learn something. I promise you. So that's that. Barry, what's up in the cigar world? 
It's time for What's What's Up up? in the Cigar World, brought to you by Recluse Cigars. You want to know what's up? Recluse Cigars is what's up. Voted the 2015 Cigar of the Year is the Recluse Amadeus Reserva Habano. Every Recluse cigar goes through eight, count them, eight fermentation cycles over the course of two full years. They are box-pressed and rolled end to bar for a perfect draw every time. If you haven't done it yet, be sure to try a Recluse cigar today. All right, this week we have two new trademarks to report on. Warp Cigars has filed for Maestro's Tel Tiempo, and Leaf by Oscar has been filed by Jim Robinson. Has been filed? Yeah, he, he never trademarked it. He never it. trademarked it, but they trade, oh, put the trademark my. on this week. Now, do I understand that he was the owner of a store, but he's not anymore? Um, I think he still has an interest in Leaf and Bean Pittsburgh. I, I saw something. It was Facebook or something. Uh, yeah, because I put the event up on his thing, and it says former hmm. owner oh, of. Maybe he sold. So he's just into this. Yeah. Or whatever it is. So I usually see him <clears> at TAA, and if he's out of the business, I won't see him. Unfortunate. I... We'll see. We'll see. I'll get some information from him. All right. In some industry news, Alec Bradley has named a new director of sales and marketing by appointing New York area representative Jonathan Lipson. He's a good dude. Lipson replaces Clay Roberts, who had become a partner in La Polina late in 2015. This year marks Roma Craft's fifth anniversary, and co-owners Michael Rosales <clears throat> excuse me, and Skip Martin have opened a new 4,000-square-foot facility in Austin, Texas, that will handle warehouse and packing operations. The location, which is not open to the public, features a smoking lounge for retailers who wish to visit by appointment. Davidoff announced the upcoming... Hang on a second. Yes. Hang on a second. Normally, we take appointments from the cigar guys. Right. So if I went there unannounced and I'm just like, hey, I want to. Well, that might not be there because Michael is on the road in Texas selling and Skip is based in Esteli. So to make sure somebody's there. So the only person there is somebody packing cigars. So by appointment, somebody will be there to have a cigar with you. I wouldn't mind hanging out with the packer. That, yeah, I'm going to leave that alone. It wouldn't be the first time he hung out with a packer. Low-hanging fruit right there. Uh, Davidoff announced the upcoming release of the Chef's Edition, which was created by a collaboration of six world-renowned chefs. It will be available in April and in one size, a Toro, which is said to pair really well with aged cognac. So they got a bunch of chefs together that know about food to make a cigar. Cigar. So the guys that don't know about blending or blending. Yes. It's interesting. They're taking the theory from food creation and applying it to tobacco. Be interesting. Um, Last week we announced... I say failure. But okay, well, I think it's a limited edition it's limited. too. Davidoff limited. It'll sell. Mm-hmm. It'll sell out. So last week we announced uh, a trademark called All Out Kings, and this week some details uh, came to light. It'll be a joint project from Drew Estate and Caldwell Cigars that will be blended jointly by Willie Herrera and Robert Caldwell. It's rolled at Hoya de Nicaragua. Drew Estate owns the trademark, but it will be distributed by Caldwell. What? Yeah, weird, huh? Yeah, makes Why would? Because it's. You got you you the best distributor. That's yeah. good. You got a world, distribu- worldwide you distribution. Completely back. No, no, I got this, guys. Mm-hmm. I got this. And lastly, you new- have no distribution, and the other guy's mm-hmm. got the biggest distribution. Mm-hmm. What the heck? Very interesting. Yeah. And this week, a new head of the FDA was confirmed in Washington. Dr. Robert Califf now heads the organization and is a former cardiologist. There are those in the industry that felt the cigar regulations would be announced 
right after his confirmation, which means D-Day is right around the corner. It is. It's going to happen soon, folks. I can't believe it's taken so long. It was supposed to be December 18th uh, last year, which is Paul Beasley's birthday. December 11th. December 11th is December wrong, 18th. Wrong on two counts. December 7th. December 7th. <laughs> <laughs> it was supposed to be December 18th, but it never ended so up the, the people listening in Denmark are like, who the hell is this guy, Paul Beasley, Paul that you're Beasley, talking about? Paul Beasley, you know he's been here forever. He is. And he's that's awesome. this week's Cigar News. What's up? In the Cigar World was brought to you by Recluse Cigars. The Recluse Amadeus Habano Reserva uses grade A Ecuadorian Habano wrapper, a San Andreas binder, a Dominican Lajero Seco, and Pennsylvanian Broadleaf filler tobaccos, which create a blend we call the Cigar of the Year. Recluse Cigars is What's Up! And I'm going uh, to TAA, the Tobacconist Association of America, next week. Uh, it's in Mexico. We're, there's going to be limited releases there. There's, um, you know, what's new is going to be coming up. We're going to be with all the different manufacturers. I'll get the skinny on what's happening uh, in the world of cigars, and they'll let me know what they think of my uh, consolidation ideas, and that's going to get yes, ugly. Yes, they will. That will get ugly. But... Um, I'm going to, before I do that, I'm going to Havana, Cuba for the second time. I'll be for the first time at the Havana Festival and seeing their new cigars that are coming out. And still no negotiating. If they kidnap you, that's it. Don't negotiate. Don't give, uh, we don't give ransoms. No ransoms. Let it go. I can use the weight loss. Okay. Um, Throw them in the tank. I will be, uh, <laughs> you know, you go to a place like this and you don't know anybody on the other side. You know, is is the problem. Yeah. But I will know four people for sure that the show knows that have been on the show. Four different people that have been on our show uh, will be there with me, and I'm going to have a, a cigar and a Cuba Libra, whatever the heck we're going to drink or whatever, with them. Frank Herrera, one of them. Hang on a second. Yep. I find this to be interesting. It is yes. very interesting. Uh, and scary. He has been on the show four times. Three times he cost us. Like $5,000 because somebody mentioned Fidel Castro, Cuba, or Cuban cigars. I I, I got him going. He lost his mind. Didn't take much. And got us booted off the radio three times. Because he had such a problem Why on God's green earth is he going to Cuba? Because the party's over. Forget it. Let it go. It's 55 years. Let it go. Embrace them, those poor people of Cuba. The poor people of Cuba. Really? Come on. Find out. I feel for years that, that went through the bad things and all that stuff. But 55 years ago, and times have changed. And uh, believe me, the, ch- the change that's going to happen, you know, it was like taking the wall down. The next thing you know, Coca-Cola and, and blue jeans, and they're going to watch MTV. Does there MTV even exist anymore? I don't even know. But anyway. It does. They just don't play music. So Frank's going to be there. I'm going to uh, catch up with him for sure. Steve Castro. Uh, we had Steve Castro on both as a retailer from Davidus Cigars in Maryland and also from his cigar brand, Lord Baltimore, yeah. uh, and C. Knight, right? Yep. C. Knight. Um, also, Colin Ganley, and that is the um, the coffee company. Twin Engines. Twin Engines Coffee, uh, along with um, his tours, his um, Cuban tours and cigar tours that he, that he does. Um, and Nelson Alfonso, who's going to pick me up. He's already there. He says, I'm going to pick you up at the airport. Don't worry. I'll be there. I have your information. And as soon as I get off the plane, I'll be there. This is all that I want to happen. The most important thing is (laughs) I want to get off there because 
I'm completely lost. Oh, There's no man. Uber in uh, Cuba. There's I no imagine. nothing. <laughs> yeah. There's no nothing. So that's all that really has to happen. Everything else is a bonus. But please, Nelson, <laughs> be there. I want. I'm curious is the look at the rollers or the people in the factory when they introduced the Steve Castro. The yes. look of confusion mm. on their face. And his cigar brand that he has in his store, which is called Castro Brothers. Mm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. And here he's in Cuba, and he's going to bring some with him. He said it. I talked to him today. That's awesome. He's bringing some with him. So uh, it's going to be interesting, and I'm going to come back with all that information. Um, what I said earlier, and I was saying, you know, what, what did I write over here? The question is, if, if ever it would be possible on Saturday at 12 noon, and I could somehow get a phone line and make a call. Could I possibly do it? Is there any way this could happen? And it's not going to happen through Skype or anything like that because they That's don't have. Right. Well, I had a question for Jonathan that if we plug our phone, I was just thinking the that. microphone through that splitter. There is the the problem with the phone isn't the audio coming out of it. It's us getting audio into the phone from the board. What we can do is a little primitive, but you could hear us this way. Yeah. You'd be able to hear us talking, and we'd be able to hear you through the speaker on the phone. That is possible It'll be on a, little, a phone call. A little tinny. If I little see, tinny? If let's, I, do, let's do a little test after the show is over and just see how terrible it sounds. If I see and you, I don't know what's going to even happen. It most yeah. likely isn't going to happen, but if the opportunity came, wouldn't it be nice? Mm-hmm. You'd help me fill some time. Tell you what. Yeah. It's the so, only thing I'm nervous about. Uh, I think you. we can do it. Yeah, I'm convinced yeah? we can do we'll it. We'll do a little test yeah. when the show's over. Yep. Right now, while, it's t- uh, while you're enjoying life till it's fullest, it's important to be debonair. How to be more debonair and gentleman-like is Gentleman Chuck Morrison. Do you need a gentleman? Gentleman. I'm a gentleman. Do you need a gentleman? <laughs> you wouldn't want to call me. Ladies, fasten your seatbelts, switch on your electronic devices, and pump up the volume. You need a gentleman? And this is The Gentleman's Way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. Debonair Cigars provide its clients with suspension of reality. Time spent smoking a debonair can never be subtracted. From one's life. Today, gentlemen, it is National Cigar Smoking Day. Yeah, it is. Let's discuss some lighter etiquette. Here's the scenario. Oh, wait, hang on. Are we talking lighter as in weight? Are we talking lighter as in cigar lighter? Cigar lighter All right. etiquette. Cigar lighter etiquette. You start lighting up and toasting your cigar. And as you do so, you notice a brother of the leaf searching his pockets for a lighter. Being a debonair gentleman... You kindly let him know you will gladly lend him your lighter immediately after you finish lighting up your own cigar. Why? Because to lend it to him halfway through your light would not only disturb your burn, but ruin the consistent flavor and cause an improper light. However, if you see said brother of the leaf searching his pockets for a lighter before you start to light your own cigar, by all means... The debonair play is to offer your lighter before you start to toast your own cigar. Yeah. That way, you both get an even, consistent light and burn, and everybody wins. Unless, it, unless your lighter runs out of gas, then you lose. You right. Match. But let me ask you this. If you are on the receiving end of that, and he goes to hand it to you, do you say, no, 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 after you? Ooh. Ooh. 
Hadn't considered that one. There's uh, a little curveball. That's good. Yeah? That's good. Okay. I think I think you do. Well, you do. Beautiful. Yeah. Guys, that's the Debonair way. It's brought to you by Debonair Cigars and Rum. The question, every time we do this, the question remains the same. Are you debonair enough? Yes. Yes, No problem. Barry? No. <laughs> Barry never well, has a lighter. Afraid he's going to afraid he's going to run out of fuel. Uh, and, yeah, uh, I'll light first, and this way if it runs out of gas, so you, you got, didn't have a lighter anyway. You don't ever have a lighter, so shut up. Cutter, <laughs> same way with the cutter, same thing? <sighs> well, you're halfway through your cut. You're not going to stop halfway through the cut to give the and, guy and your And you cutter. don't give the guy your cutter. You go, I'll cut that for you. What you take the, his cigar so he doesn't slobber the cigar before right. he cuts it. That's then a good done. Then but what you done. What you don't do. It's not manly. You do not light another man's cigar. He lights his own cigar. True. Just giving you guys too. the heads up. I yes. agree. What you if don't, it's a lady of the leaf? You light lady it. of the leaf, you certainly can light it, but by lighting another man's cigar, you're saying that he's inferior to you or isn't capable of doing it. He can light his own cigar. Let him be a man. You be a gentleman and loan your lighter. I got one for you guys. So go back to the cutter scenario here. And there's a person, brother of the leaf, who needs a cutter. Cigar is in his mouth. Oh, I don't have a light. I don't have a cutter. Do you lend it to him? No, no. What do no. you do? You say you educate him. Bite it. <laughs> you pick You're the not- end of it. I would get, I'd lend you my cutter right now, but that thing's in your mouth, and yeah. I don't swap yeah. terms. Yeah. You, make, you want to make out? Neither do I. Why does the cigar in your mouth before you cut it? Why do? You, why would you do that? Yeah, unless you have your own cutter. Yeah, do it all you want, but still, why would you do it? It's gross. I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> anyway, thoughts on Leaf by Oscar. This is the Corojo. This is the Corojo, and I, I picked this one because I don't think you've smoked the Corojo before. Uh, you've had the Maduro. Heavier. A little heavier than the natural, but not full-bodied by any stretch. No. I'd put it at a solid medium. Medium, but spicy. It's got a little kick. A little bit of notes of crushed red pepper. My favorite, maybe, is the Maduro. My second favorite is the Connecticut. Mm-hmm. This would be third. Mm-hmm. And then there's the Sumatra, which right. would come in fourth. All good. Mm-hmm. All good. They all sell. They're is all part unique. of the allure to this, is part of what makes it good, the fact that the cigar automatically lowers your expectation with that ridiculous leaf on the outside. I like it. I like the leaf on the outside. I love the leaf on the outside, but from a you, you buy with your eyes. Yeah. So, I'm so mad I didn't think of it. To get it was someone. There my whole life was there. Tobacco. Was, I've been in the tobacco in, in, the, in the factory so many times, and there it was. And how did I never do that? It's a tough sell at first to get somebody to, to, to trust that underneath that ugly leaf is a, is a beautiful cigar. Yeah. And then you have the guy who just cuts it and lights it without removing the leaf. We've yeah. seen that, and I'm like, yeah. all right, buddy, that's crazy. <laughs> crazy, crazy, I just crazy. told you that was a, uh, the wrapper. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, we're going to take a peek into the asylum and a peek into the calendar. We'll let you know what's coming up. Take a, uh, a look in the mailbag. And lots more. We're live from Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire, and you're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. a Davidoff cigar, you set aglow the richest tradition of cigar making in the world. You release craftsmanship achieved by our investment in that most precious of commodities, time. 
The time it takes to create a Davidoff cigar as it passes through 600 hands before it arrives in yours. The time it takes to age and mature the tobacco which fills a Davidoff cigar, sometimes as much as 10 years. The time it takes to hand pick, hand roll, and then carefully hand check each individual cigar before it is fit to wear the legendary Davidoff white band. In every second of enjoyment, there are decades of experience. In every way, it is time beautifully filled. Jose Dominguez, Jose Dominguez, Jose, Jose, Jose Dominguez. What the hell are you doing? I'm writing a commercial for Jose Dominguez. Well... What you should be doing is talking about how good they are. That Jose Dominguez makes millions of cigars for other people, but saves the best tobaccos and the best blend for his namesake, Jose Dominguez. Not singing a song, if that's what you think you're doing. What I am doing is creating what is known as a donut. Hey, nobody's going to take away your donut. No, a donut in a commercial is when it starts with a jingle and then the information comes in and then ends with the song again. The information is the filling of the donut. Why does everything you talk about have to center around food and usually donuts? I don't know. Listen, Jose Dominguez cigars come in four great sizes and two wrappers. The mild, buttery, smooth, natural, and the slightly bolder Maduro. And every cigar is about $5. You know as well as I do, Dave, Jose Dominguez is no $5 cigar. It's worth so much more, it's a sensational value. Okay, here's the end of the donut. You ready? Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. Jose Dominguez. In 1848, in honor of the English poet Lord Byron, a cigar brand named Byron was first created. Through three centuries, Byron has gone through many hands, but today it is back with the family that first created them. Returning to the early days, now the brand, in a very limited quantity, is produced in a small factory in Costa Rica. Nelson Alfonso offers three Byron blends honoring all three centuries of Byron, Siglo 19, Siglo 20, and Siglo 21. Other cigars sit in an aging room for 60 days, but every Byron cigar sits in an aging room for a period of at least one full year, then and only then into ultra-luxurious porcelain jars and state-of-the-art cigar humitubes packaging. Sure, Byron's packaging is unique and costly to produce, but nothing else will do for a cigar of this quality and taste. Byron Cigars. Cigars of poetry. Sophisticated. Byron. It was 2010 on my 50th birthday. Nick Perdomo from Perdomo Cigars showed up in my office and honored me with a gift. It was a box of cigars. But this box of cigars was not what I expected, one I never saw before, something without the Perdomo name on it. It was my name, Garofalo. Garofalo Cigars has my name on it, but it was blended and created by Perdomo as a gift, a gift of a brand of cigars. So what should you expect from a Garofalo cigar? Rich layers of complex flavors, but offered in a mild to medium body profile. 
a blend comprised of fine Cuban seed Nicaraguan tobaccos, including a triple-fermented, five-year-aged Connecticut shade wrapper. I'm honored to have Garofalo, my name, surrounding such a wonderful cigar. I would be honored if you would give a Garofalo cigar a try. Garofalo Cigars, an honor. Hi, guys. This is Omar de Frias, owner of Fratello Cigars, and you're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Beautiful. Beautiful, he says. And we're back live from the Florida Dominicana Cigar Studios. On this day, National Cigar Smoking Day, we're smoking Leaf by Oscar on Oscar Eve. The Oscar's tomorrow. Welcome back, everybody, to the Cigar Authority. And uh, this was not part of the care package, was it? No, sir. No. No, this would have, would have been a good one, but I didn't uh, think of it uh, because be, we're smoking it because it's Oscar, but it's a good cigar, too. Yes, it is. It's a great cigar. You, uh, Barry, you mentioned you were getting uh, like a spice, like a... Red pepper. Yeah, I'm getting like a chocolate infused with red pepper flavor. Mm, I concur. The chocolate with the little hot peppers in it? Exactly. Pepper in it there? I'm getting uh, hungry. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, taking a peek through the calendar, it's going to be an interesting show next week. If you want to turn into this mess, and I wish I could, um, I I won't be here. You'll be watching. But you guys have been doing your homework for a few weeks, getting ready for it. And uh, I I will uh, download it. It happens automatically anyway. But when I land back and set it and forget it. I will set it and forget it. And when I land... From Cuba into back into Florida, yeah, it you'll load. hit Wi-Fi and boom, you'll be ready to go for the trip down and to I'll Mexico. Listen to it in a, and I'll, I'll take some notes of everything you've done wrong. The question is, <laughs> will it broadcast live? Will uh, um, you have enough? <coughs> will you be sitting there after about an hour or so and say, "I got nothing"? No, no, you got. We plenty. got Tommy Grella coming too. Right? Yes, yes. I'm not hanging yes. my hat on anything. I'm, I'm trying my best. And Barry, I hope you're doing the same. I'm trying my best to show up with enough material to do it all myself for the full two hours if I have to. You got Tommy Grella. You got Julius Caesar. I'm, yeah. I'm not into the NBA. I really don't know um, this <laughs> Julius Caesar guy at all. But. You How be- many times are you going to milk that joke? <laughs> Here we go. This, this is, is it. This is the I last have. week, right? It's the last chance I have okay. anyway. Um, then uh, when I come back, it is uh, St. Patrick's Day week, so we're going to smoke a candela. I was hoping that that was going to happen while I was away because I'm not into candela. But uh, you, you know got- what? I, I had a sneak peek, and it's friggin' awesome. Come it on. It is very good. I enjoyed it immensely. I hated it. Is that the barber pole one? No. No, no. no this is a straight candela. Yeah, this is something special. Boy, I didn't like it at all. It was too strong. Plus, it's got the candela. It's everything I don't like about a cigar. That's what I liked about it. I it know. Was strong. It was. It is. It was, I wouldn't say it's strong. I would say it's, it's strong. It was Skip Martin esque. I couldn't strong. get through it. I could not get through it. It was too strong. It was too strong you know it, for the wrapper, for what you would expect. Oh, but I thoroughly good. enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Following week, March 18th, Avo's 90th birthday show. Uh, he's going to turn 90 on the 17th. Uh, and this will be a couple days after. We'll have a little party for him up here um, a couple days previous to that. And um, April 2nd is the Cigar Authority's sixth anniversary the show. The freaking Catalina it Wine Mixer. It is the freaking Catalina Wine Mixer. It's going to be free cigars, free cake. It's going to be a two-guy smoke shop in Salem. If you want to come down and celebrate with us, food's on me, cigars on me. It's six years. I can't believe we're still doing this thing. So it's celebration time. One of these years, we're going to have to like lease out a helicopter just because. 
on the helicopter leasing show. I don't know if the I, four of us arriving by helicopter. There we go. I don't know how comfortable I feel riding in a helicopter with these two next to me. Fair point. And so, not even because I'm afraid it's not going to take off. I'm afraid once it does take off, <laughs> they figure out some sort of ejection seat or some. <laughs> oh, look, we got a bungee cord for you, Mister J, and it's too long. Yeah, they, some wacky thing. So you mentioned on uh, earlier winner winner chicken dinner that we said about. So we are going to have the winner winner chicken cigar dinner coming up. It's a chicken poop party. Wednesday, April 27th, right here where we are, right in the studio, is going to be the chicken poop party. Wednesday, April 27th, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire. Uh, The evening includes a chicken dinner and two asylum cigars. And we chose asylum because this is kind of crazy. We're going to have a live chicken in here in a cage. It's going to be caged off over here on this right-hand side. There's going to be chicken wire across that whole thing. And after we have dinner, we're going to feed the chicken as much as we can also. We're going to put him in that pen that's in there. And those blocks that are there are going to be numbered. And everybody's going to have a number. By blocks, you mean tiles, right? Tiles, yeah. There's going to be numbers in each tile. And we're going to let the chicken go. And the chicken is going to go until he goes. (laughs) And when he goes, whatever number that he goes on to wins the box of Asylum Cigars. So if the chicken were to walk and poop and hit three tiles, it's whatever tile he hits first. first. Yeah. And first. what if the initial poop is right on the line? We'll have to make a judgment call <laughs> at that point. Which, which side has more poop? What, yes. I find, what I find fascinating about this whole thing, and, and I'm, I, I'm, I love the party idea, but who is more gentleman-like than Ernie Cordemash, who you got him to raise an eyebrow <laughs> of, I'm not He's sure saying, how I feel about this yeah, chicken I, poop party. I don't think I'm going to this one. I don't think I'm, I'm reconsidering the asylum that I'm going to do because Ernie's here. I, I say don't be a chicken shit. You sign up today. <laughs> Don't be a clock. It's going to be a lot of fun. There's lots of lines here, but it's 40 bucks. Chicken dinner, two cigars, and a chance to win the box of cigars. And then we have a – the problem is at the end of this thing, we have a chicken. Return what do you, it. What do you do with the chicken? Return it. And they say, well, every day it's going to lay an egg or something. This is a retail There's establishment. There's people out there who will want that chicken. Absolutely. Somebody wants I'm sure somebody Absolutely. wants to have a You're sacrifice. You're in New Hampshire. Maybe we Chuck, you want a chicken? I'll take a chicken. You would take it? If of course. You, if you had to kill the chicken, would you cut its head off or would you choke it? <laughs> Probably, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Leave that alone. <laughs> The chicken's going to roam around wherever it poops on the number, wins the box of cigars. Get your tickets before they're all gobbled up. And there's lots of lines here. That's Seating a turkey is reference. Gobble whatever. It's foul, right? The whole thing if is I foul. Wrote that, if I wrote that, you'd say something about it. That's a turkey reference. Winner, winner, foul. chicken, cigar, dinner. Steal this, retailers. <clears throat> this can be big. So uh, Awesome. It's going to be something. We're going to have fun. That's what this is about. Cigar smoking. Have a little fun. All it's right. National Cigar Smoking Day. We're going to have fun with it. Uh, right now, it's time to take a peek into the asylum from our friends at Asylum Cigars. They're coming to take me away, ha-ha. They're coming to take me away, ho-ho, hee-hee, ha-ha. To the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away, ha-ha. It's time for news from the Insane Asylum. Odd and sometimes historic news stories that are too insane to be true, or are they? Brought to you by Asylum Cigars Take No Prisoners. 
Asylum cigars are truly flavorful, medium-bodied Nicaraguan cigars with sizes ranging from 4x44 to the absolutely insane 8x80. That's right. That's Asylum. Parents are often viewed by their teenagers as cruel and unusual. Most of us wait until our kids have kids to get revenge, but a select few choose to preemptively strike right out of the proverbial gate, and here is the top 10 worst first and last name combinations. These are real names that real people had to go through junior high with. Uh, Tie for number 10 is B minor and D major. Two people. Two people, real names. Uh, Number nine, you've got Cameron Payne, or as his friends call him, Campaign. Oh, God. Number eight is Dear Beloved. So the last name is Beloved and his first name they And they name the kid Dear. Uh, Wow. Number seven, big in the jazz world, Richard Hyman, or is he he known in the jazz world, Dick Hyman. Number six, Richard Sweat. I think you know where I'm going with this. Uh, You got a pair of brothers at number five, Phil and Doug Upgraves. It's legit. I looked it up. They're brothers. Uh, By the way, both work in a cemetery. True story. Uh, Number four could be the manager of Two Guys Smoke Shop Salem, Dwayne Pipe. Dwayne Pipe. Dwayne Pipe. Dwayne Pipe. Like a little speech in Dwayne Pipe with a speech in Dwayne Pipe. Uh, Number three, actor Rip Torn. Yes. Number two, read and write. Ah. Read and write. Wow. Huh? Stretch. Name your kid that. Those are bad, but the worst first (laughs) and last name combination for a real live person is pro woman's basketball player, Fonda Dix. Really? And uh, if she were here, this is Fonda signing off the asylum bit. I'm Fonda Dix, and this is insane. That's Asylum. Gosh. They're coming to take me away, haha. They're coming to Was take me away. Was that your transsexual away. voice? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the one you use when you dress up in women's clothes? Well, it's beautiful all the time, and I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats, and they're coming to take me away. Interesting. You went somewhere different with that. Interesting. It's Fonda Dix. Oh, my God. I think she's a lesbian. <laughs> Then she's not Fonda. <laughs> right. So wouldn't that be something? What a shame that would end up happening. Totally wasted. Jane Fonda's last name. That would have worked out. <clears throat> I always wonder when they call their kids something like candy or things like that. And, you know, just you're setting them up for the poll, right? Just... <laughs> well, there was a study done. Uh, the Freakonomics guys did that study. And, yeah. yes, you're pretty much guaranteeing your kid is going to be a stripper. It's not fact. good. Not Jack. good. And I've never met a good-looking good woman named Bertha. Just saying. Usually they're big, right? Large. Yep. Breath of Butt Boogie. Do you know what that is? Oh, no. yeah. Don't know that one. You don't know the song? No. The Breath of Butt Boogie. Boom, 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 boom. Breath of Butt Boogie. Yeah, don't Breath know of, it. Oh, it's a great 70s. Uh, look that up. Well, well, it's a it's a 70s song. It's not a great It's a great 70s, 70s song. song. It's a 70s song. It's a great 70s song. It is a great 70s song. Um, who sang it? Um, the Birth of Butt Boogie Boys? No, jeez. I own it, too. I should know. But I, I don't remember. So it's something. Ugh, I can't get it. But well, well, it'll come to me. Go to the mailbag. All right. The following message was submitted through the Contact Us page of thecigarauthority.com. And Todd writes, Greetings. I've been listening slash watching The Cigar Authority for several years, perhaps five. Love the show and all of your personalities. Keep up the great work. The show has awesome balance. I have a question. Would you consider publishing your list of cigars of the year 
without their sales as a factor. What would the top cigar be? It would be cool to compare. All the best. Looking forward to the show this Saturday and then the next care package. So, so all right. So he wants us to take out sales as a factor and then pick cigar of the year and see which having one. Having sales has nothing to do with it? Right. So sales are automatically, this is what people like because that's the sales. Right. Maybe he's looking for. He's our not looking our, for my favorite. He's yeah. not looking for you to argue with him. He's looking for you to take sales well, I want to make as a sure. factor. I think. I think, like you said, he's looking for your opinion, your favorite, your pick. Atabay is my favorite. But that was last year. or That was two years ago. And it outsold everything. It outsold everything, and it happened to be so. And Recluse outsold everything. I mean, it's. I, I think a better way to phrase it would be: What cigar came out last year <coughs> that I liked that the best? you liked and didn't feel it got the sales recognition it deserved? There you go. Oh, maybe something that fell ah, a little flat. Now, that's good. That's a good way to say it. Of last year, Jimmy Castor would know. Jimmy Cast a bunch. That's who it is. <laughs> Jimmy Cast a bunch. Breath of Butt Boogie. Yeah, I looked it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you seen you didn't know the song. Of course, no. you looked it up. Um, geez, I don't know. That That is interesting that now you say it that way and explain to me what he's trying to say. Um, so underrated cigars, basically uh, under undersold cigars that people should be all over this. And and it, there's always those cigars. There's great yep. cigars that just don't sell well, and then they go out of business, and, that, and that's the end of it. And they were great cigars, but it just didn't happen. But last year, I don't think there was a cigar last year that really fit that criteria. Well, everything in the contenders pack was in there for a reason. I mean, they, they all sold well. It's just a matter of what sold the best. I don't think we had any flops in store last year. No. no. We were very careful. Yeah. We're getting better and better at this. After 31 years, we're making less mistakes than so we used So the answer to. is we can't answer you. Can't answer we got nothing. It, maybe it'll come to me. Interesting question, though. Mm-hmm. So th- th- this is something that uh, I wonder we, we, we start adding to this and have other, just like the Oscars do, it's not just best picture. Right. You know, that we have uh, best band, best box design. Best buy. Yeah, okay. All right. Also submitted through the Contact Us page, Scooter writes. Now, there's an interesting name. Would you name your kid Scooter, or is that a nickname? It's the ghost of Phil Rizzuto. That's a nickname, right? You don't name your kid Scooter, right? Depends on where he lives. He lives in Alabama. And he likes it. He likes it. He goes by Scooter. Uh, This is a poll question idea. Barry, not sure if you've used this question in a poll, but if not, it would be a good one. If you could smoke a cigar with someone famous, past or present, who would you choose? And he lists a couple of choices here. Winston Churchill, Groucho Marx, George Burns, Arnold Schwarzenegger, David Garofalo. I laughed out loud. I saw this already and actually laughed out loud. So uh, I'm going to... Who would you uh, smoke, smoke a cigar with if you could, David Garofalo? We definitely, did present. we definitely did something like that before, but I'm going to change it up and use this in a couple of weeks a little bit differently. Yeah? Okay. All right, Gary writes, uh, also through the Contact Us page, Mr. J, what are your thoughts on wedding cigars to enhance flavors? I have no idea what you're talking about, Gary. Why on earth would you wet the cigar? Maybe if you rolled it through. I thought you meant wedding. Oh, I did too. Yeah, I thought you were saying wedding. Wedding. Wetting. Wetting. W-E-T-T-I-N-G. What do you think of a wedding? That's a good question. You should try to smoke it as dry as possible to begin with. Actually, Making it get wet? To I'll tell with? you what that's in reference to. There's okay. an article on CigarInspector.com okay. that some people think is a joke and some people are swearing by it. And it's taking a cigar 
and putting it under the faucet, getting it wet. Oh my god! From the, from the head down to from the cap down to the foot, and then once the 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 outer leaf, the wrapper is wet, lighting up the cigar, that it slows down the burn of the cigar. Yeah, because yeah, it's but wet. Yeah, and some people are doing it, thinking it's that's oh the proper God. way to do it. Don't do that. But personally, I think <laughs> it's just this guy playing people for fools. Well, you, there is. There you know what some, kind of work they did to keep that yeah. at absolute optimum seventy yeah. percent humidity yep. that it left the factory and then came to the U.S. and it went through a whole process there. Comes here, we're painstakingly making sure it's absolutely perfect, and you're going to put it under the faucet. Yep. Oh my God. Now, there is something to be said for that, making it so that you can't scorch the wrapper, really, when you go to light it. But next week, we're going to go over lighting the cigar. That's the only... Don't even keep a cigar in your mouth. Right. It's the only benefit I could think of. You're talking a premium cigar or something. You don't want to slobber all over it. You want to smoke it dry. Don't stick it in the cheek of your mouth and wet all over it, all of a sudden you say the cigar's getting bitter as it gets down. That's why it's getting bitter, because it got wet. And when you, yeah. when you over, overly wet the oh end of God, that cigar... Oh, my God, look at this. He's showing a picture of it. Oh, it's, it's so dumb. Oh, yeah, don't my do God. That. Uh, and that's an expensive cigar right there. Yes, it is. Oh if you God, get the end of your waste. cigar too wet, that, that tobacco will absorb the moisture from your mouth, and it will restrict the airways coming in. Now, if you've ever had a cigar tar up on you, you can sometimes see a little bubble of tar real thick black tar, and that's because all of the airways have been reduced down to just one or two, and every single one of the impurities coming off of that burning ember ends up getting channeled into that one spot. If you've ever tasted that, it tastes like liquid rubber glove is the best way I could describe it. It's disgusting. This is when I've seen this, and you've probably seen it in the store where somebody buys a cigar and stuff, and the next thing you know, they lick around the whole thing. Put the whole thing all in their mouth. Yeah, Boom, boom, boom. Before they end up lighting it, they lick the whole thing. And I watch it. some sort of odd oral fixation going on uh, there. And usually immediately following saying, can I use your cutter? Right after they ended up doing that whole thing to them, and I say, no. Why did you do that? I'm just curious why you do it. Don't you do that? No, you don't. This is a joke. This is an April Fool's joke. I'm it hoping that's me. what it is. Yeah. It has to be. But they credited it to somebody on one of the cigar forums named Min Romney. Oh! Mitt Romney? No, Min Romney. Three separate names. So, obviously, of Asian uh, descent. What? And this is the guy that started this craze, Min Romney, on the cigar forums. I don't understand what Mitt Romney is. That's his name. Min, his handle. with an N. M-I-N, Min. space... Yeah, what does that R-O-N mean? R O N space N E E, and that and that means that's what? the guy that started that's his name. this. Your name's David Garofalo. Oh. This guy's name is Min Ron Nee. Yeah, it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> it, it could be his name. We yeah, could be crazy his name. names. Could be his name, but it's a it's a non-true. Yes, he's, uh, he's punked everybody that's tried it. All right, one more. Also submitted through the contact us page. Don writes, "Hi." Wondering if Asensia cigars are out of production yes. or just no longer available. I would like to find a box of the Petite Corona or Corona Gorda. Why is he writing to us? I have no idea. But anyway. <laughs> Does uh, the Cigar Authority have any info on the Asensia line? What's the story? Gone. Thanks. He, uh, that guy that owned it, Mark Aub, sold his company to Orleans Group? Orleans no, Group. Not, not Orleans Group. I think it was Orleans Group. No, I think it was the other one. It anyway. Prestige Worldwide. Prestige. I don't think it was. I think it was Orleans. I think you had it correct the first time. 
I don't think so. But anyway, the company was sold. They own the Palio Cutter, and that's what they sold off to it, and the cigar is gone, and they're out of business, and uh, Palio still exists, um, and they're making changes of whatever's happening there. So you know what happens on the accessory end of this thing? And you'll see this with the little packs, the humidifier packs. Yep. Who's that called? Boveda. Boveda. They have a um, trademark patent to their product for so many years. And when the patent runs out, Boveda runs out this year, there's going to be a million knockoffs and they're going to be a lot lower price and all this stuff. Uh, Whatever patent is happening with uh, Palio, you're going to start seeing, you know, probably costs. Vertigo ends up making one and it's going to be $4 or whatever right. it's going to be. And this is what ends up happening there, too. So they stop bailing when, you know, they got what they can out of it and they know the Chinese are going to knock it off because Palio, which is the best cutter, uh, I always thought was the best cutter that was ever made, um, had a patent that could not be, nobody could do, and now they're going to be able to do it. Therefore, uh, knockoffs are going to come and the party's sure. over. So that's what we see there. Turn so, out the lights. Final thoughts on Leaf by Oscar? This is exceptional. Spicy, medium, medium plus. It's worth the nine bucks all day long. Dark chocolate, a little bit of wood, flavorful cigar. Nice cigar. You're gonna, this is one, don't look at it and say, oh, my God, it's too gimmicky. That's why I liked it, yeah. to be honest with you. It was so gimmicky. Uh, but inside, that ugly wrapper is a beautiful cigar and burns beautiful. I haven't had a bad one yet. Nope. So, no, uh, Leaf by Oscar. Next week's uh, You Guys Are On Your Own. You ready for this? We're ready. Okay. Uh, totally on your own. Julius Caesar will be with you. Uh, but I don't know. He's on the yeah, NBA. He's and the NBA. Yeah. <laughs> you got Tommy Grello with you. And uh, you guys will be fine. And uh, we're going to do a little test to see if I can possibly call in. Yeah. Uh, well, Tommy Grello hit me up this morning. He's going to bring some food from uh, Prelude, his restaurant. Yeah. So we're going to have some snacks. And we're going to be smoking cigars and having a good time. Okay. I'll see you when I'm back from TAA in Cuba, everybody. Till then, you've been listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Radio Network. And if you've learned nothing else and you happen to be smoking your Leaf by Oscar Corojo, always remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie